You love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. That's right, everybody. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 138. We're going to start out talking about Michigan State's victory just a little bit. Not not much. Um, not a whole lot to unpack with that one. But they got the nice uh, bowl victory. we got to talk about that. We're also going to wrap up the bowl season with, and talk about how each conference did and, and the Big Ten in particular. Uh, we're going to hit on the disappointing uh, effort by Michigan Wolverines in their first playoff appearance. The Detroit Lions loss that solidifies a number two overall pick. Yeah, they could get the number one. But we all know it's not going to happen, so we're going to have our first mock draft 1.0. Yeah. Get ready for that. Can't wait. The pick is not in yet, but you guys know the sound when it is. Um, at the end, we will make our betting hero picks of the week and grade some some great craft beer from the state of Michigan. If you are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please let us know and be part of the conversation in the comments. We're going to bring that back. we got the Samza Awards um, coming up here. Uh, towards the end of the episode, we want to know everybody else's opinion on, on those as well. So if you guys are still sticking around then, please jump in and be part of the conversation. Let us know uh, who you guys would, would give awards out to um, for this year in the state of Michigan. Uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors to help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hop Brewing Company Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. Mac Web Design helps us get our website up and running. Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. And with the playoffs coming around, if you're not in the sports betting world yet, if you don't have if you don't have the, the DraftKings or the fan duels or whatever, pretty much whatever, there's so many options. If you don't have one of those yet, get ready because they're going to be giving away some free money. Take advantage of it. Starts out with bettinghero.com. I am Sam Waldhart. With me today, we got Ryan Waldhart and Micah Smith back What's from up? vacation. Was gone last week. Micah, what, what were you guys doing? Where were we at? Road trip. Took the family on a road trip. Did all sorts of stuff. Um, went and seen Noah's Ark. Yeah, how was that? That was really, really cool. And you guys, you got, I asked you guys last time like how much time I should allot. We had about four hours and it wasn't even close to enough time. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to oversell you, it i thought i told you six hours and it wasn't enough i well, thought the, it, i could be wrong that but i you thought that's have, how we you could have a full they, eight hour ten hour day there and in, in, you're not gonna i mean you're gonna be rushed well yeah but here here's the thing is that they had limited hours so it was only oh, okay yep, it was only one to six the day we went and we were we were an hour late I mean, we got we left here and went straight there. Oh, okay. So just road trip stuff, you know, feeling up and whatnot. You know, we ended up an hour late, so we had four hours and made the most of it. Yeah. But uh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's huge. It's insane. It? The just how big it is. Yeah. You see and from the from the the highway as soon as you get off the exit, you oh can see it from there, and it's, it's so just like cool. whoa. See, and the best part about it was we didn't tell the kids what we were doing. Oh, oh and so we, man. we we let them read the sign, and they still didn't really get it because they 
because it was it's actually off in the distance. Yeah, quite quite a ways if you're not paying attention. Yeah, and you know our kids are six and eight, and they just you know they're they're short. They don't really they're not good at looking around, right? Yeah. So, um, by the time we rolled up on the bus, then it got real for them. Yeah. They're like, no way. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is massive. so cool. Well, the bus adds to the experience too, right? Because you, yeah. you get on the bus. It's like you feel a little bit like Disney World. You're, yeah. you're going to a destination. Yeah. You get off of it, and it's like right in front of you. And yeah. then you start driving through. They have like the the zip lines and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah. with yeah. the weather, I'm sure you guys didn't do any yeah. of that stuff. And I, I don't know if I would do that. Like, I feel like that would be a waste of time with everything else you can yeah. Excuse me. Do like at that place. Yeah, I think they they have a lot of stuff where they they try to get people for more than one day because uh, they do have the museum um, pretty close by too. It's, it's like yeah. forty five minutes. Yeah, 30, thirty minutes. For away the or people, something. so we were at the uh, you were at the Ark Encounter, and that's in Kentucky, right? Is it? Yeah. How close yeah, is Louis? Like where in Kentucky well, is it's that? Do you guys know? Just south of Cincy, basically. Okay. Not not too far. I would say maybe within an hour of Cincy. Oh yeah, easy. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's not too bad of a drive then, really. Like, what would it be from here? Six hours. Six hours yeah, drive, maybe, six. maybe yeah. a little more than six. But yeah. yeah, that's cool, cool. man. And I, I think the coolest thing about that the Ark Encounter was the the way that they did like the water, like how it, the water would feed e- each of the animals and stuff like that. Man, yeah, it was so cool, amazing. It was really cool, and it's there's so much history too. Like you, you can like to the art that they have of like pictures. It's like I'm not very good at reading and like understanding and like picturing it. Yeah, but those pictures was like. Holy smokes, those are some dark days. Yeah, you got the picture. Very, yeah, very you get dark. the picture, and yeah. it's it's crazy, and it's it's, I don't know, it's it's really cool. I, th- I, I think they did a really good job explaining um, a lot of questionable things that people would question or wonder yeah, about. Yeah. You know, yep. think things that I thought, ah, did that really happen? And then think it got really explained just in layman's terms, and I thought, you know what, all right. Yeah, yeah. The, the big animals are big, and and the small animals are small. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff that they say, right? Like, why yeah. do we always assume yeah. huge, massive animals? No, they could have been the small ones. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's cool. And you guys had a good time. You went to which, which Carolina? Uh, we went to North Carolina now because he lives just outside of Charlotte, but Charlotte is about 30 minutes from South Carolina. Okay. So gotcha. um, his parents live in South Carolina. He lives in North Carolina now. Um we had a good time there. We ended up having some time downtown in Charlotte just hours after North Carolina and South Carolina played at Bank of America oh, Stadium. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it I was... that was pretty... Like, can you it, imagine Michigan, Michigan State playing in a bowl game? Right. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy. It was, cool. pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, asking people what they thought and asking... What is the, the feel? Like, are most of them North Carolina fans or South Carolina fans? I would say... Ninety percent of the kids there were North Carolina fans. Do you think like it's, it's kind of like a Michigan, Michigan State thing where it's like Michigan fans like you grow up being more of a football fan. Those are the South Carolina fans, and then the UNC fans are more the newer football fans. Yeah, the newer football fans, or just like the diehard basketball fans, like Michigan State is. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. It's probably similar on a lesser scale. Because like I, I don't think. remember like South Carolina being great at basketball, but yeah. they, they've had a better history, I think, than. Than in football, well, right? I think than, Michigan than State's than a really good comparison because they have enough history with with uh, a sport. So Michigan State, it's it's basketball, really okay. long term. So North Carolina has, I mean, what other school has more history than North Carolina? Maybe Duke, right yeah. there. So yeah. uh, this and, is and probably a stupid question, but are, they're not in the same conference, are they? No, because North Carolina is ACC and South Carolina is SEC. Okay, 
That was I wonder if they used to SEC's be. SEC's first win in the Bulls at that point. Yeah. Was it? Obviously, they oh, did better yeah. later on. But <laughs> Sam Howell, future Lion, maybe. Hey, maybe. Mock Draft 1.0, coming up. Be part of the conversation. No, um, no, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Thanks. Um, and you, you get to celebrate that guy. So, Aaron, yeah. he's getting married in his bachelor party. You guys are going to the Lions-Packers game? We are, yeah. That'd be yeah, sweet. All, all those guys from the Carolinas are flying up here between Friday and Saturday. I got the day off of work Friday, so I'm going to do probably Friday through Monday. Nice. And just have a guys weekend. Very cool. Ryan and I did not have a good time on New Year's. No. Well, no. Actually, I. it was one of the worst New Year's. It really had. was. And yeah. even, even like, obviously if they won, it would have been better. Yeah. But, like, just the fact that I – it, we sat on the couch and watched football. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It was very low energy. It I would was say. just yeah. It was <laughs> overall like yeah. it ended well, but it was right? good. I yeah, mean, we had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. But yeah, that was, that was good. I hope everybody else had a good uh, New Year's and welcome to 2022 of State of My Sports. Right, like this is yeah year number three rock and roll baby. Of year, year. Ah, we see, started in 19, right? Like it's not exactly like year three, but like started in 19 and we went through 20. 21 so this is year four the fourth uh this cal- is calendar, fourth year, calendar year right? of the pod we did start in 19 right yeah oh, we did I, I have no idea holy smokes that's crazy to just think do about. the number of episodes it's before by COVID. 52 right it's before covid so yeah 138 if i'd count right i mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you never know when i'm gonna <laughs> skip an episode d- double up on an episode it happens but. <laughs> who audits you <laughs> <laughs> nobody uh anyways let's let's get into some sports talk i'm gonna start with michigan state's uh uh, bowl victory. Uh, they beat Pitt thirty-one to twenty-one in the Peach Bowl. Uh, kind of a strange game. Uh, when I mean Pitt, obviously Kenny Pickett out. They had to start with their number, their number two guy. What second drive? I think uh, their backup quarterback, number two second string quarterback. Yeah, was it first, got hurt. first drive? Or I thought second it was the drive? second, but yeah, I could, I missed the first drive because the uh, Purdue game was still on. Um, but yeah, so then they were on the third string, uh, and they finished. I mean, so the. Final score in the fourth quarter was twenty-one nothing for Michigan State for the to finish up twenty or thirty-one twenty-one. So it was it was kind of a weird game. Both teams looked really bad. It was really really bad football game. Um, but Michigan State kind of made the plays that they had to. Um, Thorne was twenty-nine of fifty. Fifty throws. The running game was. <laughs> they didn't have a running. They game. did not have a running game. And, and give Pitt some credit there too. I mean, it's a very good defense. Their defense is pretty legit. And their their rush defense is definitely really really good. Yep, they showed um, it. Uh, he had three touchdowns, one interception. Naylor six six catches for 108 yards. Reed six catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. How, did you guys see the breaking news that happened today? Naylor declared for the NFL. Yeah, and Reed didn't. Is he going to? No, he said he's coming back. Reed is coming back. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I'm well, shocked by that. First I, of all. I am too, but but now that you know you you think through the the process here, it does kind of make sense because his high school quarterback is Peyton Thorne. So if he wants to do something special, the two of them together, maybe you know he just wants one more year together with his quarterback and establish himself. You, He's you, doing what Aiden did last year to this year. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. Well, and and I, Aiden last year was the first round draft pick. That it's like, well, you might have a lot to lose here, right? But he bet on himself. Yeah, I think I think with Reed, I think he's way better than what people are slotting him in the draft right now. Mm-hmm. And his only way to go is up. And he's going to show that next year. That's the whole. I, th- point. I think he will. Yeah, I think he has the opportunity to, but I also think that he was. Okay, 
Where was he going to be? Like a fourth round pick? People can he really go that much higher? People have like, him in the fifth, either, sixth either round. Either you're a fourth round pick, mm. or like you don't see wide receivers make that type of jump. Either you're really good and people know it early on, or I, you're going to be that fourth round. Like there's still going to be just as many people jumping him, in my opinion, as like as freshmen or, or sophomores having their big junior year. You know what I mean? And jumping on the scene. I mean, look at Marvin Harrison Jr. All of a sudden, he's going to be a stud next year, right? Like oh, for, yeah. for Ohio State, oh, so yeah. it's like guys that I don't know. I, I I just I feel like you're gonna be a fourth round pick either way. Go get your money. Well, I I hear you. Yeah, it, he might just feel like he needs to prove it. And and if you're a player with confidence, and I think he's one of those kind of guys. Yeah. You saw with the two, the two touchdowns that he had. Like he goes up and gets those balls. He's yeah. great at those. I think 50-50. I'm just mad because I wanted the Lions to take him in like the fourth round if he was there. Exactly. If we didn't take That's what I'm wide saying. receiver, like I was I was looking at even the sixth round and yeah. the possibility that he could be there yeah. still. So uh, that that was value that we're looking at because wide receiver you don't necessarily need to spend big, but but then you also look at uh, what what Naylor's doing, like <laughs> he, that that's weird. That's athlete, a man. weird one. To, he's an athlete, but man, he drops easy balls sometimes. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's. Uh, Jaden Reed would get drafted before him if they were both in the draft. Yeah. And I'm not sure he's going to get drafted. Naylor might go undrafted. He yeah, might. and might, that's yeah. what's weird to me. It's like, man, unless he's got combine numbers that just blow everybody out of this out of the water, which Speedy Naylor, he's got a brand and stuff, but, man, I, I feel like he would have benefited going back more than Reed, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he's got to be in the but, four threes to really be – to live up to that name draft. Is Naylor a junior, senior? Junior. Junior? Yeah. Okay. And I think he he had possibly two years left available, um, yeah. I, I think because he gets that COVID Definitely year, won, yeah. right. um, so he could have come back. But um, anyways, it was a nice eleven win season for Tucker and MSU. Well, I think and I think what's weird about this game because you did bring it up, it, it was weird. It, they didn't play well. Um, they they won. If you look at his stats with Peyton Thorne, twenty nine of fifty, three fifty four yards. Three touchdowns, one interception. The 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 stats don't look terrible. It's it's not a very high percentage, um, but it actually was way worse than what it shows. Yeah, I, think I agree with that. Like yep. it it was bizarre because all year I think Peyton Thorne has thrown one of the best balls in college football that I've seen. Just pure, smooth, good, tight spiral on it, and it was awful it was it, it was, was really bad and so wobbly every time it came out of his hand and it was like where are you throwing this his yeah. decision making was terrible his arm slot looked weird uh like way over the top and like just bizarre to me and then the ball was was i've never seen a worse spiral out of his it's hand it's insane but then he also threw a couple absolute dimes fourth fourth quarter <laughs> fourth insane. quarter his spiral was on point again yeah it was weird and he looked normal again i don't yeah. know what was going on but yeah. maybe it was the time off for him and, I'm not and sure. pitts like you said pitt good defense Great. They, would they lead the country in sacks? I think they said in the middle of that game, if I remember correctly. I think they did. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so that that was interesting. But uh, Big Ten in general, uh, they went six and four. Ohio State with the big uh, Rose Bowl win. That that's that looks good for the conference. Do you guys look at the conference bowl standings like as a as a thing, or is it just kind of like that? It that's doesn't for matter. There's a story have between every, for every game, right? Yeah, that's the SEC versus Big Ten thing. I mean, yeah. And it's really those two conferences. Nobody else really cares too much. Uh, no, no, no one really cares. Like where there's true competition and true hatred, OSU doesn't really care if Michigan won. They'd rather see Michigan lose every day. Yeah, is, is, is that's not the case. If it means money wise, if the Big Ten can leverage more money if they if they do well in the TV contracts and all that stuff, but 
I mean, there's two conferences, and then there's two other conferences, and that's the big four right now, right? Mm-hmm. So the two big the two conferences are Big Ten and SEC. They're not really proving anything. Six and four, decent showing, really bad showing up top. So yeah, no, I, I think we'll get into that here shortly. One more thing I did want to bring up before we get into our beer introductions was the Antonio Brown stuff. Did you guys see oh, what happened there? Man, what what is going on with that guy? He's missing a chromosome. <laughs> he's he he's is. missing something. These guys got a screw loose. Uh, absolutely, I cannot believe he's got to get there. Like he's he's. I don't think he's right mentally at all. No, I agree. Now everybody's saying pointing to CTE and ever since the hit and by perfect or whatever. It's like I think that's a. I don't. I personally. That's a, that's a maybe. That's a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. I, that's I think it's more of a drug issue, probably that that he this dude's going through, or some kind of other mental issues. It, it's too bad to see it because it, that guy would probably be a Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's his, still, his he still could be. He still could be, but I don't think he's going he had a to fi- be. He had a five-year stretch that's unmatched in football yeah. for, for receiving. I mean, it was incredible what he did for five straight years. But you're right. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what his Hall of Fame status yeah. would be at this point. For the for the people that he's missed. still one of the best wide receivers in football. He's just so crazy. If he's on the field, if he's ready, yeah, yeah. If, if he's he was doing le- his thing, he was leading the Bucks in receiving this I year know. before he got hurt and then suspended and stuff like that. He's he is his talent is undeniable. I mean, if he takes his shirt off, and he looks like a that dude is he's jacked. <laughs> yeah, he's ripped. It's talking, insane. Ryan talking about guys taking their shirts <laughs> yeah. off. What's up? <laughs> Just saying, like, New Year's resolution, guys. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's resolution. There's. I want that body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Well, That's I a good mean, way of looking me. at I it. I mean, <laughs> I just want. I want to have those abs. Not his abs. I want his abs on. Yeah. Oh, this is getting weird. Yeah, don't do that. I can't have a way to describe it. <laughs> this is bad. But anyways, it's for the people that missed it, the dude, the dude was on the sideline, John, with Looks his like coach. Jeff Cavalier, man. And then he took his shirt off and his pads off and threw it in the stands and then gave everybody deuces on the way out. Yeah. Like, what? Well, uh, it's <laughs> did, interesting. Did you see, I think it was the the backup punter or the backup QB for the box. Like, he was caught in the background of when – the camera was panning with AB walking through the end zone, and he just looks at AB, and then just proceeds just, just like like just it was normal, like it was yeah. normal. AB being AB, <laughs> just doing things, <laughs> absolutely insane. Um, we are going to get into our beer introductions, so let's let's strike that up. Um, what are we what are we drinking today? So we're, we're going to change things up at least for a month. We're going to give this a shot. We're going to all drink the same beer. So we can kind of yeah. dig a little more into we'll see how the goes. brewery, and then we can kind of compare our grades. So people, if like someone learns that they have a more taste like me, that if I'm giving high sc- high scores, they're gonna like it. Or if Ryan's gonna give high scores, they're gonna like. You know what I mean? Like, kind of get that kind of reputation going. Mike, I'd, I like I'm not it. including you because you're not drinking tonight. I am not. So um, that'll be me next week. But can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about the brewery that we are drinking from? You have that right there. I you're can, gonna. Honestly, you're going to have more on the can than they have on their website. Right. So from Ascension Brewing, you guys are drinking a lager yes, to r- the name of? Radio Taiso? Is that how you'd say it? Yeah, Taiso. Taiso. T-A-I-S-O. So it's got a little karate guy. It actually reminds me of Parappa the Rapper. Like, you guys remember Parappa the Rapper? Oh, yeah, this, I do. This uh, PlayStation video game? Yeah, what a callback. That's back. what that reminds me of a little bit. Um, great game, by the way. Um, but yeah, so it's got like Chinese writing on it, so that's a little nerve wracking. It's a Japanese, huh. um, not Chinese. It's a Japanese rice lager. Oh yeah, chi- sorry, you're right. It's yeah. Japanese. <laughs> is it Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> well, I just uh, told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what is it? 
It's a Japanese rice lager. It's brewed in package by Ascension Brewing Company. Uh, it's a 4.5% alcohol by volume. And, um, man, it's got a really unique taste, doesn't it? It does. The It's very light. But? For, but decent flavor. Like a it's, unique It is flavor, very unique. Especially it, for lager. I don't think I've had a beer like this before, honestly. It's very unique. Um, I actually kind of like it to yeah, start. I, I think I might actually give this a pretty good grade later. I, I think I will, too. Like my first sip, I was like, oh, I don't know. But the more I sip on it, the more I'm like, it's actually pretty good. If this is a <laughs> rice lager, that means it's gluten-free then, right? I have no idea. But okay. d- um, isn't Bud Light technically a rice lager? That's a good question. I feel like it says it like on it, it's like really? barley, rice, and like something else. It's like three ingredients or something. Like that's well, what they barley say. is different than rice. I mean, or barley rice would be a type I think of was, rice. I think that might be what it, I don't know. I, I'm going off memory, and we you never know. You seem we like always you know your that doesn't that doesn't go very well. I mean, for I know me. barley is a thing, and I know rice is a thing. <laughs> Anyways, I don't, know, I don't know if barley rice is a thing. <laughs> you can find them on Facebook, uh, Ascension Beer, um, or on their uh, Instagram at, at Ascension Bruco, and they are in Novi, Michigan, on Grand River Avenue, and they got a little map on their on their uh, can there, so. Keep an eye they, out for They have indoor seating. It's limited to an hour and a half. It looks like they have trivia on Tuesdays. So they're still living in 2020. Teams of five or less. hours and stuff? Yeah, teams of five or less, and they also accept reservations for parties of six or less. I drove right by this place. Did just, you? Uh, yeah, like last month when I was on the east side. I like Novi. Every time I go through nice Novi, I'm like, place. I'm so close to the arena. I'm so close to Detroit. <laughs> like it's like it's like that's when I'm like, all right, traffic's gonna suck, but I'm close. You like, uh, like Rochester too, first, or no? Uh, I like Rochester. I, I usually don't go through Rochester though on the way to Detroit. Do you? Yeah, no, no you got to take 75 to go yeah. through Rochester. But I like Rochester. I actually had a hockey tournament there when I was coaching the young guys. Uh, we had a really. Good time. That's where the mall is, right? That big mall. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Trav had Great a, Lakes. Me and Trav has a couple stories from that place, man. Huh. It's pretty huh. funny. So uh we rode a bowl at I think it was Toby Keith's bar. That's not right. You you I think did he had a bar roll? there. There was a bowl there. Oh, um, okay. Oh, rode a bowl. <laughs> I was bowl. thinking smoke. Sorry. Yeah, like yeah. One of those mechanical bowls. I thought you said bowl. Oh no, Sorry. we don't ride me the too. bowl. Um <laughs> Well we're talking about bowl games, talking about riding bowls, so got it. They should have a riding the bowl bowl. How'd you fare on the bowl? Ah, uh, not well, not well. Did you but get I was a, a few. I was a few RBV deep. So, <laughs> but the, but the, the, basically the story of there was a snowstorm, and we were trying to find our hotel, which was like in the same area, and we we left this bar. We ended up walking on the highway in the middle of this snowstorm. Oh, we could goodness. not find our way off it. We jumped one fence, and we ended up like there was no cars because it was snowstorm was that bad, and we're like walking, and it's like. Why is there an exit sign? <laughs> like, what, what year? Uh, this Holy was. Holy cow! I don't remember what Give year, me a year this was. Give me a year. Can you? Can you? Get I would there? say 2015, 14 or 15. Okay. Ryan's like, I did see someone on the side of the freeway. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just wanted to know if you caused me to hit that deer. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> the deer. The deer was walking next to us. Oh, it was the deer. Okay, you would have hit it. us, not the deer. Uh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. (sighs) 
We got to talk about Here we go. Michigan. But before we get into this awesome topic of episode 138, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. The revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on from late night drinks with friends, dinner with the family, and everything in between. The hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Taco Tuesday is back. It's actually closed today. Uh, if you were on their social media, you could see that they were closed today. They apologize for that. Um, but they will be back open tomorrow for Stein Night and then Taco Tuesday next week. So be ready for that. Um, you can have a taco for two fifty and pair it with their seltzer. Are, we, are we recording there next week? Yes, we are. I think we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. And you guys aren't drinking, so. Taco Tuesday. I'm going to have a great time. You guys can't eat tacos either. That's what you're fasting, oh. right? Uh, I'll, start, I'll start next week Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda, you guys I can't kinda, do that to me. I really want Taco Tuesday, so I'm, I think I'm going to delay this by a week just for that. We'll make sure we try the chili one. We got to try the chili one. Yeah. So, Dobbs, if you're listening, yeah. chili is on the menu for us next week. Oh, you can match their tacos that are two fifty a piece for, uh, with their margarita seltzer for only 3 bucks. Dobbs is the official brewery of State of My Sports, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount off your first beer. Michigan was absolutely dominated in the 2-3 matchup in the playoffs against the SEC's Georgia Bulldogs. They were outscored 27-3 to in the first half, and when Georgia called off the dogs in the second half, the game ended at 34-11. Man, it was... I, I, I'm going to It's tough to admit I was wrong. I was wrong on all facets. I really thought Michigan was the better team, and then that coin toss when you see how massive of human beings they had Compared to us, and that was just the coin toss. They did that three on, on three. It was like they did it on purpose. Eye opening. It was absolutely insane, and they, from there on out, they absolutely pushed us around like we were the little kids at the playoff, and we were. Yep. I feel like that's what we were shown. Um, I mean, it really just got kicked off, and, and they had a seven play touchdown drive for Georgia. Uh, Michigan had a decent drive going. They got to the uh, Georgia's forty one, had the fourth and four, and it, they failed to get it. The four yards is like I'm okay with being aggressive in that scenario, especially where you're at in the field. But it seemed like too many yards to make that call there, and that was like it felt like a a panic mode before you could really before you needed to, and it the little momentum you gained on that pretty decent drive that they had going, a couple first downs. What did you guys think about that call? I don't want to say like oh they get you make the right call we would have won this game. I'm going to say a lot of things that we talk about. It doesn't mean that it changed the game. It's just things that we think are, are worth bringing up. Well, the reality that is... That change that landscape of a football game. Well, exactly. Right. Ab- absolutely. And this is so early on in the game that it c- it could have a massive swing in momentum at that point in the game, right? And, mm-hmm. and so if they yeah. would have... if they Let's just play the game. If we would have picked up the fourth and four and went to score a touchdown, the game looks and feels a lot differently uh, seven to seven versus a quick fourteen nothing turnaround. Yeah, so right? they had the six play uh, touchdown drive to go up fourteen uh, nothing, and your back's against the wall even more. You're going out of your game. You ha- you have like let's, let's assume Michigan had the perfect game plan. That wouldn't have mattered. That didn't matter from then on because you are not part of your game plan. That's not true. The second, what do you mean? I don't think it's true at all that it doesn't matter. It absolutely I, I matters. Guess, what do you? I guess, what did I say that you're questioning? I don't know. Did I say it wrong? I might have said it wrong. That might have been. If they had a perfect game plan, like things could have been different. 
So I, I think what Georgia did, what they exposed from drive number one, is you saw all those little short passes out to the edge and pick up – that was their run game. That was their six, seven-yard gain at the beginning of every drive. That was their mm-hmm. first down. It, it made everything else easy, and it was a perfect drive. They executed absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Um, they they And and what, what we learned at the end of the game – and maybe I'm just jumping the gun, but Stenson Bennett actually – did that on his own a lot because the def- that's what the defense gave him. So he – those were supposed to be handoffs. Those were supposed to be running plays that he just turned and threw to his wide receiver because it was an easy seven yards. Okay. So so I think execution-wise and game plan-wise actually had a lot to do with that first drive and the success and just the, the tone of the whole game. If Stetson Bennett doesn't make those calls and, and Michigan sold out on the run defense, which they clearly did, mm-hmm. um, and they would have made those plays y- – y- you're looking at getting the ball back at halftime and stopping them in the first drive. It just feels different. Yeah, no, right? I, I agree. And I'm not saying when we were down 14 nothing, Michigan, it it didn't matter from that point because I feel like you can't you can find a way to come back. But then you start going away from what you wanted to do, and that and, and that's where I think the issue was. Where you and look, I, yeah, I, I right. think we, right we've really that. liked the way Harbaugh's been aggressive. Fourth and twos, fourth and ones, when they just grab their you-know-whats, and push these guys around. Fourth and four is a completely different scenario. Now, I think they probably could have got it. It was actually a pretty good route, pretty good uh, play. If, I'm, if I remember thinking the right, it was Eric All, right? Uh, On the left side? It was Schoonmaker? Okay. Either way, it was a tight end going towards the sideline. Not a great throw. Close enough. It was kind of like that. That Or am I thinking of a different play? I, I, I guess it doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is I don't hate – the call, because I, I think that's something that Michigan has built this year around is being aggressive, and I'm okay with sticking to that. It just felt like it was for the wrong reasons this time. It wasn't a way to be like, we're going to set the tone. It was more or less like, man, the way you guys just did that to us, if we don't put any points on this board and punt it and you guys go score against us, that could really suck, being down 14 nothing like that. And it felt more like a panic call rather than an aggressive call, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not saying that our coaches are not well-seasoned, but I think they got a harsh reality check quickly on how fast, physical, and the, the size difference between the two teams. I think that's what caused some sort of panic. They, they had to... They had to react and think differently, even though they may have had a good game plan. They were getting dominated in the trenches, an area where Michigan has been dominant mm-hmm. all year long. So I think naturally, as a human being, they thought, holy crap, this this is not working right now, and it's not yeah, going it, to work. Guys, they, and they and were... I think that's my point, is it's, that call was not a, we're doing what we would have done no matter what. It was like... We, it was a reactionary call rather than a. This is what we're doing. Quite if, possibly. If they, if they had a, if they had in their head that they were going to have a fourth and four on the first drive from the forty-one, throw everything else out the window. Like I don't think I think more times than not they'd be like, no, we're going to punt that ball. We're going to make that offense move the ball against us. Heading into that game, and the way that that first drive went defensively, they're like, holy mother effer we can't punt this ball back and let this game get away from us. Right. And it was felt like a more reactionary call. Look, again, in the moment, I was excited. I got off the couch. I was ready to call, and I was like, good for these guys. But the way the, the way that the game 
panned out. It it felt more like a panic mode rather than, or it, I don't know. You, you guys know what I'm saying. I don't need to keep repeating it. But did you guys like the call? Man. Did you like going for it in that scenario? Because I, I didn't for the most part. I think I said punt the ball, and then when they're like, we're lining up, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like It was kind of like, you know what I mean? Like I sat on the couch, and I said go for it. Me too. I don't think I did, and I, and and we were far and, enough. And I'm not saying no, I'm right. I'm, I'm at the time it w- it was like, well, this is obviously the the field position that you would go for something like this. It's either going to be a, a long field goal that you don't feel really confident about, or it's going to be just kind of a I don't know a momentum swing, yeah. giving up kind of feeling of, of a punt, which maybe yep. that's not true because you and, can pin them. And but the way honest. they move the ball, my yeah. goodness. And let's be honest, yeah. if if I, I'm calling for being passive here. And punting it, and if they punted it instead of it landing in the in, inside the ten and went to the back of the end zone, and it ended up at the twenty, and that was a twenty-one yard gain, I would have been furious. It wasn't even; it would, it would have been like a fifteen-yard gain. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah okay, it would have been the twenty, right? They were at like the thirty. They were at the forty-one. They were at Georgia's forty-one when, oh, okay. when they when they went for it. I thought so, it was the other way because Cook had that long run after that coming back the other way, but but it doesn't matter. Anyways, it was yeah. They, I they I'm went o- through. It. I'm okay with it because that matched their what they did the whole year they were yeah. aggressive especially early on in in football games they went for so many fourth quarter plays and they actually or, or fourth down plays sorry and they actually got stopped on quite a few of them during the season too yeah like they they, did. they failed right. on some of those and then what did they do their defense came back and responded i think the the sucker punch to the gut feeling came when georgia then pulled their own trickery that Michigan has done such a great job in recent weeks scoring. You took the words out of my mouth. They they pulled the little rushing end around. Oh, oh just like, kidding. Perfect pass. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it doesn't Who get any that? better than that. Donovan Edwards. Yeah. yeah. It was the exact same play. And, and even worse than that, um, uh, oh, sorry, number four, Frick. Defensive back, number four. Hawkins? No. Vincent Gray. Vincent Gray. Gray. Vincent Gray didn't even bite on the rushing attempt. He just got that beat out in the field. And and that that was it was like a double sucker punch because they did it in a way that Michigan has been dominating other teams with the with the trick play and the creativity on offense. And then they they also didn't even trick the cornerback. They just beat him that badly. <laughs> double move. Yep. Yeah. So Michigan was down seventeen nothing early in the second quarter with a handful of first downs and just getting pushed around on both sides of the ball. And right there, I mean, that's – I don't want to say that's game because you still have the opportunity, but then when you combine that to shooting yourselves in the foot, yeah, there was a bad pass, inter- pass interference miss, but, I mean, we're not finishing routes. We had guys stopping mid-route, yep. throwing interception. We had guys stopping – well, chasing a guy downfield, literally stopping like a Madden glitch. Stopping and then letting the guy just keep going. It was the oddest thing, and there was confusion on defense from the very first get-go. It was a perfectly executed offensive game plan from Georgia, not to mention outsized us, out-talented us, out-coached us. They beat us from the second that game started till the very end of that game. And, look, I think as a Michigan fan, you have that little bit of hope of, well, if he didn't fall behind what, what could have been, Man, I just I don't see that being an I argument do. at this I, point. I do 100%, except except here's where I'll give the credit. I give the credit to the coaches of Georgia because they went all in on Stetson Bennett here. And the execution that Stetson Bennett pulled off in the game, I'm telling you his decision-making was perfect. 
His decision-making oh, was, was incredible. And every single one of those throws out to the side, those were running, those were rushing attempts that he just decided to throw because because it was an easy it was an it was an easy call. So what did Michigan do? They they knew what we knew. Michigan sold out on the run to stop the run early, and every time they loaded the box and their sit in their corners gave them cushion, played off just to like, you know, be safe and not get beat over the top. That's when Georgia just beat him by just turning, catching the ball and getting an easy seven. Like Brock Powers? Yeah. We had no answer for him. Right. Why? Well, I mean, he only had five catches for 55 yards. They were just crucial times. It was, like. it was early. Right. It was the two. It was two catches in the first drive. But but that's what I'm saying, guys. It's it's very simple, but yet it was perfect. It was perfect execution, mm. and it's not necessarily a dominance. Like, you, you couldn't even see if Hutchinson was – he was not included in that game at all. Ajabo yeah. had no – no impact at all. So what did they do? They got the ball out of his hands so quickly, they didn't even give him the chance to, to rush the passer. They didn't. And then they were up from the beginning, so you didn't know. They were also unpredictable at that point. Michigan, from from four minutes left in the first quarter, when they got down 14 nothing, their offense became predictable. They were in catch-up yeah. mode. They were in pass first. They they Georgia could just load load the front line and, and confuse them as much as possible. And guess what? They were pass rushing from all four positions on that defensive line. They weren't selling out to stop the run at all. They didn't need to. It was a predictable game at that point. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And that was four minutes left in the first quarter. That's the way football works. The dominance is one bad execution away from swinging the other way. Stetson Bennett was perfect. Uh, we could have an interception. What you're saying, the glitch down the sideline? That should have been an interception. That should have been an interception. That was, was not a throw. That was not a good decision. We were in perfect position down the sideline. He stopped running. Yep. It was unbelievable. Harbaugh said he got lost in the lights. No, he just didn't know. He, he stopped. He had a brain freeze. And I'd, I'd be curious if he was on Georgia's sideline, if someone was there with a whistle. Yeah. He had the same. We had the same reaction. It's <laughs> actually offense. a really good idea. We had the same reaction <laughs> on offense for the for the interception in yeah. the end zone. Yeah. There's no reason for our for Dalen uh, Baldwin to, to, to stop stop mid route, but he did. Mm. So when did, when have we seen that with Michigan? All, not all year. It was weird. It was very weird to see, and uh, and they panicked. They did. And let's be honest. The when when they got down seven nothing to start the game, that was the largest deficit Michigan's faced all year. Right Insane. there. Insane. Right there. Yep. We, the, it, what, four points was the largest deficit before that? I think it was, yeah. And that was to Michigan State, and we were leading that whole game until they yeah. scored that four points. Like to, that that to, is to, nuts. To so seal a deal, basically. So the point is, I guess, it was not a, as big a gap as I think it showed. And, yes, did they get dominated? Yeah, of course they got dominated. But we were a few fluke plays away from making this a, a decently close football game where you're one play away, where somebody can step up, where you can get a strip sack, where you can get the, the interception over the middle. And we just were never – we were never in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some of the numbers here just, just for uh, the fun of it. Cade McNamara was 11 of 19, 106 yards. He had the two interceptions. I didn't think either of them were really his fault. Um, J.J. McCarthy, 7 of 17, 131 with one touchdown. Uh, when they made that change. Haskins, nine carries, 39 yards. Not bad. I noticed that he wasn't getting a lot of early touches, and, and that was interesting. I'm okay with it. Um, but you look at those, those the rushing yards and the rushing attempts. So nine of 39, 4.3 average for Haskins. Donovan Edwards, four for 16, four-point average. Corum, three for 10, 3.3 average. It's not like they're – it wasn't like they were just – 
dominating necessarily up front because we were getting we were getting moves, especially on that first drive. It was a pretty good drive for the most part. Um, just a couple missed throws that that really set them back to and put them in a tough spot um, before the the fourth and four. But like they just had to go away from it. They couldn't like Ryan. You were saying like it became predictable because they're in catch up mode and they can't be catch up mode running the ball. At least that's a perception. They may have been able to keep it going. I I don't know if they didn't fold away from it. But the way the defense was playing, it was you knew that they. It was a. <laughs> I mean, you had to score and score quick. Yeah. What I what point. I think showed, and, and it's not like Georgia's defensive line got to our quarterbacks very quickly, but the combination of the coverage sack and and the eventually the power that Georgia used to just go through our offensive linemen, they they seemed to be in a good position pretty often um, in front of their guy, and then they just got overpowered eventually, yeah. and we because again we were in that passing mode. They went after the quarterback. They weren't just sitting there playing a two gap read. They were just going through their guys and and choosing one gap and going for it. That's how you make it make a difference. Yeah, and and really like I, I don't want. So we were, were we seven down seventeen three at half, right? I, I want to say, and no, yeah. half. I'm I'm pretty sure seventeen or was it twenty seven three? I think uh, it was twenty seven seven three. But like there was a time where so Michigan was getting the ball in the second half and that interception. That crazy mispass interference where he basically tackled our guy. Our guy kind of stopped too, and it just landed in the guy's arms. It was like that was that was messed interesting. up. Interesting. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to come back from down 27 to three, but if you get a touchdown, then that drive get a touchdown to start the second half. It's a completely different ball game. It's not. Yeah, we were playing the numbers game at that as, point. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, being Michigan fans, of course, we're going to be like, well, if you did this here. But um, I don't know. It was it was frustrating. And I think for me, the biggest the biggest thing was I and I hate saying this because I think it's the easy argument is like we were playing with house money. We kind of talked about that. Um, We didn't want that to be the case, like the feeling heading into that game, because we thought we could win. We expected to win and just sucks losing, but at the same time, that is an incredible season from what we saw. What we were oh, expecting, yeah. what everybody was telling us this was going to be, um, it was some, something to hang your hat on. It really was. This was the best team in 25 years that we've had, I would say. Maybe. I think we've had a couple good ones in there. I don't want to like go through the argument, oh, this year was better than that year. Yeah. This was one of the best teams in 25 years. The best, the and best teams. It still yeah. feels like we are so far away from that level of football. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, Ryan. Like that, a couple couple things there, execution-wise, changes the landscape of that game. You're not as bad as you saw, but you just went, had your best team in, let's say, 25 years that we've had, and got wiped. You got the floor wiped with your... Like, it was disgusting yeah. to watch. That's well, discouraging. Here's And here's the, the emotional swing of it. You're absolutely correct. This is the best Michigan team... And really, since '97, the, the, I think. Yeah, 25 right? years. Is, yeah, I think that's that's where it lined up. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So I think the best team, and arguably the only arguable uh, teams besides that, would be your Chad Henney teams, right, and your Mike Hart teams. Um, and, and may, so yeah. maybe one of those. I don't know, Braylon Edwards, maybe one year. But either way, this is this is at the top, and not only that, but they were the the saviors. They were the ones who brought the program back where we all feel like it should be. Yep. Um, which which there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of highs and the roller coaster is a real thing. You're talking about college athletes 
that went from being dogs, nobody believed in them. They're the the ones that you know are, I guess, the overcomers the entire year, and then they do it and they succeed and, and they have, they're riding that high. And then the very next week after beating Ohio State, when everybody is super pumped and the whole state is on fire for them, the whole nation's watching them. Then they go dominate Iowa, and then they have a long time to think about how this good they sucks. are. Yeah, right. Yep. And and I'm going. I'm just going to say it. I think in that. Thing in that, I guess, uh, mindset. It's easier to be the underdog. It's easier to come off the loss and say, "Okay, now we know. Out. Now no. we know yeah. what we need to work on. Now, now we're motivated. Like we want to prove point. ourselves again." Versus yeah. trying to balance like all of the talk about history and and the perfection and everything else that everybody was talking to these kids about for a long time, and they're kids. So, so it's just tough. Like, do they need to, to be able to overcome that? Yeah. And I think next year it would be easier for a Michigan team to overcome that because they've been there, done that. And and they're not yep. riding the emotional high so much because they've done there or they've been there, they've done it, and they can expect it a little bit more. They don't have to answer the historic 25-year type questions. Yeah. So I think look, I, that's what I really want this to turn into now is kind of Michigan moving forward. I think this is an incredible season, a lot to hang your hat on, unfortunately, as fans. For the for the players that just busted their butt for however like however many weeks and deserve a lot of praise, we've moved on. We're done with that team. We need to talk about this team as a like as a program now. How do you build on it? And I, I sit here and wonder, was this season the anomaly or is this a turning point for this program? A good I, I, I I've talked about it. Heading into like what what did I say three calendar years now we've done this this is getting into four I've talked about on this podcast for a long time that Michigan is not going to be in Ohio State they are not going to be uh, Alabama in, in my head that's not I'm not all right that's not what they have been yeah. ever in this yep. ever for the Michigan fans that think that that's what this team has been and we need to get back to that you're wrong we've never been that we, we've had we've good seasons yep. we've talked about that enough the 10 and, and 3 a, a college dynasty no exactly it's not what we are and that's where i'm like okay is this a turning point where we can do that or is did we miss out on the only opportunity we're going to have for the next 10 years you know what i mean and how do we avoid that from being the anomaly because i still sit back and be like we're going probably going to lose to ohio state Two out of the next eight years. Two I mean, the, I think that's a safe assumption, five? right? Like, I mean, that's two out of the next eight. I mean, that, that's a fair lose, lose to them. Two out of the next eight. I'd love or that. sorry, no, sorry. I, I guess we would. I oh, said beat that them. Yeah, okay. beat them two out of the next eight. Got it. Seasons, maybe that would be awesome. Oh like, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, and that's where it's a little nerve wracking. Is like, is no. this their ceiling? Is this? No, I'm I'm ready to change my expectations for the team. Why right. not? Yeah, absolutely, 100. percent Why did this team turn around the way they did? And that that's the concerning thing for me is it was everything adding huh? together with defensive leadership and the way that they built this defense. And I don't want to give the and offense they set the expectation again. I know, but when you're not getting the recruiting class, what what was the number that they talked about pre pregame before Michigan's getting their butt whooped? They were talking about what is it? Five stars was like I think Georgia I had right here. fifteen. Michigan no, had Georgia three. has seventeen. Seventeen Michigan five stars. Has two. Michigan has two. And we're talking about recruit recruiting classes. Georgia's been averaged number one the last three or four years in recruiting. Yeah, it shows that's what that's that's what showed us. And <laughs> Michigan was what averaged 12th overall I think in in the last yeah. the the 
key players on this team. Yeah, and look at all the so, swing the swing commits we got at the very last second because well, of our season. And and you do realize like how good those four stars feel when you when you can't get all those fives, you're not going to really settle for that many threes. Mich- Michigan is solidly sitting with 39 four stars, but Alabama on top of their 11 five stars, they have 64 stars. And Georgia on top exactly. of their 17 five stars have 49 four stars. And that's and where the, I, I just look at gap. this. That's where I just look at this. I'm like, we're spinning our wheels. If we're if this is what we're <laughs> going to compete with year in and year out. And that, that's yeah. not even to bring in Ohio State, who's somewhere in between the Georgia's, Alabama's, I mean, the who, who's having a good year now. The Texas A&M now. Right. And then you got Ohio State and then Michigan. Like, it, it, we are far from it. And I just... It needs something else needs to change if we want to not let this happen again. I I hundred percent disagree, and I understand and I agree with where you're coming from. I guess as far as recruiting goes, we are not the elite of the elite. That is that's reserved yeah. for Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, and suddenly Texas A&M. But really, really a very small and Clemson, right? Those are the, yeah, those yeah, are the, Clemson, the small schools. Yeah, I should have brought them in. Yeah, and, and that's what they do year in year out. Now. I, I get I get that that's that's I guess the 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 talent gap out of the rest of the group I think if we can stay in that 5 to 10 range within recruiting every single year I think we can compete at a national level every single time the top because there is such a thing as a transfer portal and those teams that do that will lose players and they do every single year they lose five stars every single year where are they going to go? They're going to go to the successful programs with the young coaches who but, promise certain things, and Michigan does some things really, really well. Look at the center we just got from Virginia Tech. But yep. that is not a transfer portal guy. That is a grad, grad transfer. Grad transfer, yeah. And, and I, I, could, I'm just I saying, could be wrong. The more of when a destination. When was the last time Michigan got a five-star transfer portal guy? They can't. Why? Because they can't. Their, their credits don't Academics. transfer to Michigan. And that's where it's like, look, I'm not saying you'll never be able to. You can find a way to make it happen if Michigan wants to. NIL money. They, they're way behind the ball with NIL. They're way behind in um, the transfer portal and utilizing it and keeping like letting their expectations get pushed down to benefit the football team. I just look at it and I'm like, this was our best team in 25 years, and we are so far away from the one and two spot. Don't get me wrong. I love being number Man. three. I love being right where I'm at. It just feels so far away. I I, I disagree 100. percent Again, the, I think Georgia is overall the best team. They they got beat by uh by Nick Saban, right? I mean, they got beat by an Alabama team that that is just yep. And, they're, and, they're just tough to deal with. And I think that's the the answer for Michigan here. No, but the answer for Michigan is if they had a quarterback that yes. was an amazing did amazing things. If JJ was not a freshman, let's just say he's a junior. And, he, and he's going to be a top draft pick, and, he, and we can rely on him to make every single great decision. Okay. I think we're a quarterback decision maker away, or f- away from being the national champions. I don't disagree. This year with this talent. I don't disagree it, with you that that is a key part. That That's how, if Michigan's going to compete, it's going to start on the offense side of the ball. I don't and think, we talked about the defense, and I think that's important. That's how you win the Big Ten. That's how you do what you did to Ohio State. That's not what you do to beat top SEC teams. You need to have a threat offensively just as much just as good as your defense. The, these these skill players that we have are good enough to be national champions. We're just getting to 
the the bread and butter of it. The it JJK, right? No, no, not JJK. I'm saying the guys that are going to lead this offense. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg yes, with these exactly. guys. It's exactly what we're seeing. If you think that the offense is going to get worse next year, I think you're out of your mind. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think our offense is going to no, get and worse. No, I'm, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying it just talking in. Haskins had a special year, but we have all the rest of the guys coming back. And a lot of weapons coming back. You have a lot of wideouts that have a lot of high upside. <laughs> Big time. Big time. And you you got a lot of freshmen that are going to be vying for playing time. This is going to get pretty cutthroat pretty darn quick. Yeah. And I think it's going to come down to the defensive side of the ball. Like you said, there's going to have to be leadership roles taken on. I don't know who takes the reins. That That's for next year. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's gaps going into next year. But I think the point overall is if this is our stepping stone, if this is our launch into national relevance again, then I'll take it every day of the week, number one. And I don't think I don't think the game is representative of how close closely these two teams are matched. After the first two drives, it was it was not again two fluke plays away from just being a normal game or, or an evenly matched, very. I guess I just, I, I don't even just look at it as Michigan against Georgia. It, I go back to Michigan State against Alabama. I go back to. Ohio mm-hmm. State against Alabama, and I know they right. had their their, yeah. their championship and stuff, but like, it's 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 a different level. And I I know we get in that argument a lot with, with some friends of ours, like the SEC. Oh, it means more. I think it's so high upside that they. My argument is it's so high upside that they water down the the middle and they make them feel better than they actually are. I think the middle of the SECs nowhere nearly as good as the middle of Michigan. I feel, or sorry, the Big Ten, but the upside is just there, and that's what people care about. Confidence is a real thing. Expectations are a real thing. What Nick, what Saban has built there oh, is, that, yeah, that's is, a completely different. I mean, animal. every single year they expect to win a national championship. That is unique. That's something we haven't seen before. Every single year, Ohio State expect expects to win the Big Ten. That's unique. We haven't seen that before. We've seen we've seen decades of dominance. We haven't seen two decades of dominance. Yep. In the Big Ten. It's crazy. So I, I do want to move on from the Michigan conversation, but I do have one more thing that I think we got to talk about is is Harbaugh. Um, the rumors are, the rumors are that he is there's mutual interest between the Raiders and Harbaugh. Look, this happens every time. I don't Toss want I don't want to. I, I, this one feels different to me, and and it's and it's probably my own personal feelings as I feel like Harbaugh's like I did it. Well, there's no way I can do this. I, there's no way I can bring it to the next level. And I know that I'm sure Harbaugh doesn't think that way. These guys think they can do whatever. But I could also see him being like, I did what I came back to do. I proved the haters wrong. You know, I proved the Trav Nichols of, of the world wrong. I proved Sam <laughs> right, and I feel good about that. <laughs> Har- um, Harbaugh, you're saying? Feels yeah, good about Harbaugh that. feels good that he made me – he proved me right that he can do this. But it's like, man – Again, I look at it as still so far away. It feels like if he's going to leave, this is the time, especially with the relationship that they have with the Raiders and, and, and that family. By, by that, I mean the family of the Harbaugh family. He's the 32nd highest paid coach in the country. <laughs> he needs a new deal or he's going to walk. And I don't know if it's leverage. I don't know. Like I don't know what is going on. Where are you guys at with Harbaugh? Can Harbaugh bring us that Georgia level? Or is this kind of the tip of the iceberg with a Harbaugh until he's willing to 
throw out the, you know, the Stanford type offense, the t- offense that's made all him successful all the time. This, the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. When Saban really started winning was when he was like, all right, I need to bring an offense too. I got to get the best quarterback along with my best defense. Otherwise, I'm going to lose every other year. And I'm instead, I want to win every year. You know what I mean? Not that he does, but you know what I mean? Like, I, he changed his way to fit college football. Is Harbaugh willing to do that? I think JJ's that guy. Yeah, I do too. But I feel like this is a great opportunity for him to just be like, this is an easy way to break up. Otherwise, if I stay, it could be another three three to five years losing at Ohio State and it end bad again. Well, okay. like it would have ended last year. Number one, I, it would it would shock me if he left. I don't I don't expect him to leave. I think if you watch any of his press conferences where he's talking about the team, he is rejuvenated this year. He feels like um, he's got all the energy in the world now. He, he you know he lost a whole bunch of weight. Signed a whole bunch of young coaches like that. That seems weird to change all of that. Get JJ feel good about the whole future of the of the <laughs> of of your team yeah. with, with your quarterback situation. And like he's loving his quarterback situation right now between the two of them. Um, he feels he says we make no apologies for having two great quarterbacks. That's his words. So I, it would it would absolutely shock me if he left. I understand the rumors. I get I get what people say. They say it every year. Um, it just seems like the worst time for him to leave. The only way I could see that is if he really had that crazy connection with Aiden Hutchinson, and and that was like the he two, wanted the to two go of out, them they wanted to go out together. together. Yeah, I don't. I, and that's possible. Is it, it possible? Po- is it possible? Absolutely. I don't. I don't expect it. He seems super loyal, and he seems like, man, it's like great to be. Yeah. A Michigan Wolverine. Yeah. I, I agree. I guess I'm just a little concerned. Mike, what do you, Mike? What do you think? I think the rumors, like year after year, I, you you have your feeling, your opinion, you have yours. I just, I don't see it. Every single year, there's some sort of haters or someone on the outside looking in, going, "Yeah, I think Harbaugh's going to leave." And I'm going, "So is it leverage for a new deal?" Every single time. So he can so is go, it just so leverage for a new deal? Work with Derek Carr. No, yeah. he just gave away all of his bonus money to to the rest of his staff that he felt but like he needs they needed. a new deal, right? Yeah, he'll get a new deal. Yeah. He just earned a new deal. He he knows he the long game. He just made himself a legend, not only to Michigan uh, fans, but he made himself a legend right. within the the sports, the athletics department. The entire athletics department, they just made a whole bunch of extra money because if he j- gave away his bonuses, he just became everybody's favorite person on campus. So wh- why would he do that and then you know we expect him to leave? No, he's just getting started. Time will tell. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. So the Lions lost to the Seahawks, 51-29. to uh, It was ugly. Very, very ugly. Uh, Tim Boyle started uh, 22-37, 262, two touchdowns, three interceptions. DeAndre Swift was back, 32 yards on four carries. I'm on Ross St. Brown, had another good game. He had two carries, uh, one really cool, really nice rushing touchdown. Uh, He had 23 yards total on the ground, but he also had eight more catches, 111 more yards, and another touchdown through the air. This guy's becoming... He's good, isn't he? This guy is becoming a steal when it comes to the fourth round. Or fourth round that we got him in. 
Yeah, fourth round. Um, love it. Defense looked looked very bad. Almost gave up 500 yards to a bad Seahawks team. Uh, 265 rushing yards on the ground for the Seahawks. They averaged seven yards per play. Uh, it was just it was it was ugly. It was 71 total plays to 59. It was it was one of those games that's like <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, let's turn this one off a little early. Oh, we turned it off. Yeah, Ari, Ari and I were watching together. <laughs> it was just like, and we both decided we're turning this thing off. Yeah, there it's was halftime. No. Yeah, it was ugly. It was just kind of. I, I think I was playing mini six and kept it on, but like I was just playing with the kids while while playing or, or watching it. But it was it was ugly. But on the bright side, they didn't get the win. They've solidified number two overall pick. Yeah, if the Jags win somehow against the Colts, could, could be we, one. we would be one. Um, but basically, you, you can't fall any farther than that. And I think that's really important. We talked about that, how we were okay with falling out of the top first overall pick. Um, and I think with, with everything going on right now, it's even more okay because it's sounding like the Jags will get their offensive linemen. To protect, they definitely could. Um, uh, oh my gosh, the long-haired dude for Trevor, yeah. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, and kind of solidify it that way. And Michigan will still get their pick between Thibodeau and Hutchinson. And I think that's what people are expecting. That's what they wanted, um, at least this time two weeks ago, or last week, I should say. Well, it's a win-win, right? You're, um, you're going to get one of the two best prospects, which are debatable. Who's number one? Yeah. And, and if they, if the Jags go offensive lineman, which I think. For them, for their fran- probably franchise, should. they really should. They should protect their guy. Um, and Evan Neal's a really good one. So if they go that route, you still have you're you're basically not changing who you're going to get in the first round. Now, does it change all the rest of the rounds like we we talk about? Yeah, it, it does. You know, long term, you're going to be losing one draft slot through the entire draft for every round. But at that point, we're just talking it's about really one. Not that bad. It's yeah. not like we're jumping from one to to six overall. Yep, exactly. Elite, elite draft position. I did want to go back to Tom Montsite Brown. I, I I saw this stat and I thought it was really interesting. Um, it said here are the five wide receivers taken immediately before Amon Ross St. Brown in last year's draft: Damani Brown, Amari Rogers, Nico Collins, Anthony Schwartz, uh, Des Fitzpatrick. They've combined for fifty nine catches, seven hundred fifty five yards, and three touchdowns this season. Who? Des Fitzpatrick, something like that. Yeah, that's what it says. And Des is D E S, not D E Z. Des. <laughs> yeah, Des. Des. Yeah. Des Fitzpatrick. Um, is he a Florida State guy. I have no idea. Uh, um, mm-hmm. The eighteen wide receivers taken after him have a combined um, for have combined for forty three catches, four hundred ninety one yards, and one touchdown. St. Brown has 82 catches, 803 yards, and four touchdowns by himself. Wow. The catches, catches. The catches is, is the, the thing that's eye-opening. Look, when you're a part of a bad offense with no weapons, someone's got to get the catches, right? Yep. But the way he's doing it, it's sustainable. It's it's something to get excited about. And when you use a fourth-round pick on a guy that you're, going, you're seeing results and you can Bingo. see long-term results, that's when you're going to start building a true – Team. It's not about getting, let's just say, the Aiden Hutchinson's in the top two pick. It's not getting the the game changing Chris Olave in a top ten or something like that. Yeah, they're important, but it's getting guys that fell in the draft for whatever reason and getting results from them. That is the key. Um, Brad Holmes first draft. It's looking good in that way. You can find We're seeing good good things. You can find good players all over the draft. You can find good players. And good in teams the, do. It, Successful do. teams do. That's that's where it is. It's not about the top picks. I mean, look at they're, they're all in this 
How many second rounders did the Lions <laughs> mess up? We went over that, right? I mean, so many. So many first rounders that we messed up. But yep. talk about the second rounders. There's like hardly any successful second rounders in Lions recent history. And it's in- incredible the misses yeah. that they've had. And yeah, they've had a random third or a sixth or something round pick work out. But man, they've missed early on. But this year, all of these guys in the draft are have contributed to the team. They have, yeah. They've, they've contributed. <laughs> Undrafted free agents have too, which yeah. is awesome. Yep. Um, but uh, like going back to the game, it was ugly. It wasn't fun. Um, and we, I feel like this was the first time in a long time that I was just like, I'm okay with it. Like I, I'm okay with where we're at. I'm okay with not watching. I'm okay with not caring about what happens. I'm just I am focused on the draft. I'm focused on mock draft 1.0. Oh yeah, pick is in. So here we are. Oh, I'm pumped. I found a mock draft, and we're going to make the first three picks for the Lions. You guys good with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. I Come mean, on, I, was, it's time. I was looking at my paper. I'm like, it says it. Where? Where is everything? Uh, I got it. Mr. Sam. You guys can't have he's it. He's got it. All right. <laughs> so the Jags are on the clock with the first overall pick, and they select Evan Neal, offensive lineman from Ooh, Alabama. I like it. So, like we talked about earlier, Thibodeau and Hutchinson are still available. You got Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Pickett, allegedly yeah. the best quarterback in the draft. I'll pass. Then Kobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia. That Man, he looks good. <laughs> Underrated. Out of all of them from Georgia, I would say he surprised me the most. All Maybe right. he stood out. Micah, I understand if you don't want to make a pick for the Lions. Oh. Okay? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, I'm all okay. about it. All right. So, I'm not going to have you guys make your pick yet. What I want you to do is write down who you would, t- who you would take. This mock draft has Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton, Pickett, N'Kobe Dean. One of those guys were selected at number two overall for the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go through just a, a couple names here that, that I thought were interesting. Um, Kyle Ham- oh, shoot, I'm about to say two names that um, weren't on this list. That I, But anyways, as long as you guys have your guy picked out, we can keep moving. You guys ready? You yeah. guys you guys have Man, your pick? This is such a hard pick. And number two overall. All right. Sounds good. We'll move down. A um, couple interesting names that happened. David Ajabo. He went to the Ravens at 16. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama. He actually went to 15 to the Saints. Okay. Um, you got Chris Olave, 19 to the Eagles. Ooh, uh, good pairing there. Eagles also took Roger McCreary, cornerback out of Auburn. Moved down. Why would the Eagles oh, take another wideout? I know. I find that a little weird, Why? too. I feel like they need to solidify the offensive line more more than anything personally. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Cowboys, they select another linebacker. They took Devin Lloyd, linebacker, out of Utah at 27. Devin Lloyd. Okay. Um, what about Linderbaum? Where did he go? Lindenbaum? L- Linderbaum. From Iowa Center. Is, is he on the list? I do sorry. not see him on here. Okay. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Um, so maybe he's still available later on. I, I oh, guess I might I might have missed it. Detroit. Uh, oh no, sorry. He went number eight to the Giants. Ooh, early. I like it. Yeah, he's good. Man. Um, so next, the Lions are on the clock here with the Rams pick, where is currently slated at number thirty. On Let's keep winning. Still on the board. I'm gonna name some names here. Okay. It'll be one of these names, but I want you to tell me who you would take. These are some of the better ones available. David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. Christian Harris, linebacker 
out of Alabama. Sam Howell, quarterback out of UNC. This is at number 30 overall. Let me know when you guys have your pick written down. If people are still listening live, who would you guys take out of these? And then we can talk about it as well. So tell me when you got your pick is in. And then I'll, I, we're going to keep going. We're going to make the Lions is Traylon first. Burks already taken? Traylon Burks? Sorry. <laughs> yes, he has. He okay. actually went uh, 24 overall to the Cardinals. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm good. All right. To finish out the first round, the Titans select Caxon Kirkland, offensive lineman out of Washington. Packers select Logan Hall, defensive lineman out of Houston. Uh, this So this wasn't a two-round draft pick. So these guys might be taken by the Jags at 33. Okay. But what I'm going to do here is now go to the Lions at 34 overall. You got David. I'm going to say it's basically the exact same list here, except for one name. David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. Sam Howell, quarterback out of UNC. Let me know when you guys pick him. Do I have to pick one of those? Huh. For, do, the, do for the sake okay. of the, the game, yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. We're going back to the first overall pick. We already told you that it was Jacksonville taking Evan Neal. So Lions pick is in. This is for Micah. Again, who's available? Better key names. Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Hamilton, Pickett, Kobe Dean. Micah, tell me when he picks in. Pick is in. Who do you select? The second overall draft pick. The Lions select Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. All right, all right. Saw that coming. It's too easy. All right. Gave me a little smirk there. Micah. Knew it. Or sorry, Ryan. You tell me when you pick. The pick is in. The Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. Both of you take Aiden Hutchinson. They're in this for the culture. Uh, That's very, very important is is the way a kid is built and, like, what he stands in is the culture of the team that's been very clear with the Lions, and I think Hutchinson is a can't-miss prospect in regards to that. A key conversation that we didn't have, I think, was did Aiden Hutchinson – I I wanted to save it for later – did Aiden Hutchinson's game against Georgia hurt his draft status? In my opinion, no. No, he had no, no because time they to do schemed anything. his way through it. Yep, exactly. It had nothing to do with him not being good. It was. Which is why you need a full defense. They just found a way to make it work. All right, so we're moving down to 30th overall. Just real quick, I'm going to tell you guys the names that were still available. You got David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. And Sam Howell, quarterback out of UNC. Ryan, you go first this time. Tell me when you pick some. Uh, this is a difficult one because, to me, there's some there's other guys that I've got circled that I would rather have. Now, they've almost all of them were taken, so the pick is in. Okay. With the second... First round pick, the Detroit Lions select Sam Howell, their rebuilding quarterback. Because I'm, Whoa. I'm sold. I'm sold 100. percent So I want it. Really? From what I, what I can look at myself, I like his delivery. Do I like you, his his arm action. I like his decision making. I like his athleticism. 
I'm, I'm kind of into it. I don't know his character. I haven't watched a lot of interviews or anything. That's a big, big part of this. Is do you how think he's gonna... when all said and done, Senior Bowl-ish, whatever? I don't know if they have a Senior Bowl if he plays in it. Lions are um, Lions all, are hosting all Senior of Bowl. the the other stuff like the the combine and stuff. Do you think he could be still the first quarterback taken off the board? I think this quarterback. Uh, class is very unpredictable. I think a lot of people could see strengths in, in different guys. So we're, we're not going to have a clear-cut top five quarterback class. So I, I do think I, that Kenny Pickett's probably going to be the first one off the board. Um, but I'm not impressed by him. I'm just I'm just not. I don't know if I typed this wrong. Yeah, I must have. Kenny Pickett? No. Number six, over with the sixth overall pick, I had the Jaguars selecting Matt Corral which I don't think the Jaguars would be there. I'm trying to think of who would be um, in this draft to take Matt Corral at six. Unless they traded up. But he was there. But they wouldn't do that when they just had Trevor Lawrence. Um, But then Kenny Pickett went to the football team at number nine overall. And then I think there was another one. Malik Malik Willis was taken uh, 17 overall by the Steelers. And uh, and look, for me, it's not about these names. It's about position. I think that's kind of the key because – Sam Howell will eventually jump two or three of these quarterbacks. He's not going to be the fourth quarterback taken off the board. He, he might be. You really think so? Yeah, I really do think so. Matt Corral, right. some people could fall in love with the way he plays. Um, the upside of some of the other guys. Kenny Pickett's probably the most polished, quote-unquote, polished guy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, I could see it happening. He could be the fourth, fifth overall quarterback. He could also be the first quarterback off the board. All right. that, that's the unpredictability of the class. All right, keep this thing moving, Micah. Time when your picks in for the Lions here. Pick is in. And with the second first round pick, the Detroit Lions select Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. Not a bad pick. Now, you guys have a pretty stacked lineup at linebacker. I think he is one of those guys that might take a little bit of time to get going, maybe a year or two, and I don't know where your guys' contracts lie. That, that, that was a pick without knowing all the info. Yeah, you know, I get that. I think he can be a franchise player on the defense. They, they need to take a linebacker somewhere in this draft. He's, a, he's like. athletic, and it's definitely a position and of need. And it feels like in the first three picks, you need to take a linebacker. Now, I don't think he's first round. I don't think he's first round. It's a reach to me. Could he be a good player in the NFL? Sure. Absolutely. And could it fill a big need of the Lions? Yes. I do think that in the first round we need to we need to take more upside. Uh, speaking of upside, I did I was going to talk about the Eagles. The Eagles took Nicobe Dean at 14 overall um, out of Georgia, which was uh, interesting that he fell that far to me. I thought that was interesting, but they've got again, three of them. They can. This they is can mock draft 1.0. On yeah. This is just uh, this is going to change. It'd be yeah. fun to look at this compared to mock draft 17.0. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right. I think the point is, uh, just to go right back to the Howell thing, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, with, with the trade with Matthew Stafford, at some point, we, it's not like we were trading a franchise quarterback for a tra- franchise quarterback. Let's get that out of our heads. Can Jared Goff be uh, uh, get us to the playoffs at some point? Yeah, but he's not, he's not a Super Bowl winning team unless you're an amazing team around him, right? He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So in my mind, we just traded away a franchise quarterback. We better get one in return. And, and that's through the draft. And I'd rather do it now if they believe in one of these guys. If they believe in one, for sure. All right, next we got the Lions at 34 overall. Some of the names that are available. David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. 
Christian Harris, linebacker out of Bama, and Howell still available, um, quarterback out of UNC. Excuse me, Micah. Pick us in. With the 34th. 34th overall pick. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Lions select David Bell, wide receiver, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. It's a position of need, and the dude's a sod. So he's good. He's very good. He runs and like a running back after he gets it. I, I think it's I think it's a guy who can play right away. Has a lot of upside. He's very athletic, um, and he can really round out that receiving core. Ryan, he he actually reminds me of Antonio Brown. With the way he a runs, less crazy. and a little less, a little less explosive, I guess. Not like elite, high end. Speed. I don't want a more explosive guy yeah. than Antonio Brown. Wait, what kind of explosive are you talking about? On the field or off the field? <laughs> <laughs> a little less, both sides, <laughs> off the field and on the field. Will he keep his clothes on on the field? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Sam, DK Metcalf barely Sam's wearing a jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a bad pick. I'm, not for me though. My pick is in. With the 34th overall pick of Detroit Lions, select Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. And this, and this is again like I didn't really like the, I guess the grouping of players there. Um, if that's what's available, trade down, collect assets. Uh, but, but Brisker, I think safety is actually a really important need for the Lions. They need to stack up in their secondary at some point. And, and, and it might just be quantity over quality, and some of these guys work out in the end. Um, but we need to start collecting. We need to start collecting safeties and cornerbacks until we have enough to go around where, where they all work. Quantity over quality does work for that, that position. Yeah, it absolutely. Does. All right, so Ryan, you took Aiden Hutchinson, second overall, Sam Howell, 30th overall, and Brisker, 34th overall. Micah, you took Hutchinson. Christian Harris and David Bell. So, this was Ryan Wilson out of CBS's first round pick, or sorry, mock draft. Sorry about that. Um, and his pick is in for the Detroit Lions, number two overall. Oh boy! Can I predict it? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a big um, not Hutch. He's a big um, other guy. Thibodeau. Thibodeau guy. The Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. D.E. out of Michigan. Already. So moving Wrong down. Already. His 30th pick is in. Another name that I thought was worth bringing up at 28th overall was Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Uh, yeah. He went to the Buccaneers there, Remind which is a name that's like, yep. man, if he was there at 30, that one might have been gets, a little interesting. Yeah. Um, but at 30, his pick is in. Drake London. Wide receiver out of USC. Him and Amon Ross Brown back together. You get a, couple, get a little bit of that going. I don't know. Not a huge fan. No. And then he actually did not have – this wasn't a two-round mock draft, so he doesn't have his pick. Um, but anyways, I – What about you? What, what, what would I do? I would go Thibodeau. I would go – David Bell was very interesting to me with that second pick. Um, so I'll just say that for now. I also really like Brisker at at 30th overall. I, yeah, I like going athlete. safety there. Um, and then, so I'll, I'll say Brisker. I, I want to get 
quantity type guys. Guys that can fill in. And then uh, I'll go David Bell in the, the 34th overall. Where, where did Trent McDuffie go? Did he go in the first round? Yeah, he did. Where did uh, he actually went to the Chiefs uh, at 29 overall. Mm, okay. So right before the Lions. All right. So D- uh, DB in out of Washington. Yeah, really undervalued. And, and you look at like the the linebacker, sorry, the um, cornerback situation. Let's assume Akuda gets healthy and is decent. When let's say assume he's not going to go to safety yet. Um, man, if you drafted a quarter a cornerback in the top three, whether your top one of your top three picks, you could be set there. If if everything lands up with a warrior, you got some depth that we're finding here with yep. uh, Price and um, Jerry Jacobs yep. and. I mean, there's opportunity there. If you have high upside and then the depth, like that would be a way to get a shutdown defense. We got Melly out there too. Yeah, Melifani. I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty pretty cool. Um, but that was just one of of many that we're gonna do. So sounds good, man. Uh, I'm pumped. I love the mock draft. Thibodeau, Thibodeau Hutch is a tough one, man. It is. It really I, is. For me, like, I'm gonna go Thibodeau just because. That's who it was supposed to be before Hutchinson did what he. Sorry, Hutchinson did what he did, and I'm like, I don't want to. I almost, do, I almost do it. Be, be like, no, I was that Michigan fan that was okay with not taking <laughs> the Hutchinson. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if and when it doesn't work, I was. No, I actually wanted Thibodeau. No, it's. it's I, I, <laughs> I get it. I understand. I'm right there with but, you. Uh, but I, I would be okay with either of them, and I'm just excited that we very well may have the opportunity to have both of them, and also sitting at number two with both of those guys still available. That's a trade down opportunity. Somebody might that is get a desperate. huge trade down opportunity, especially when you start looking at some of the teams that have multiple top ten picks. You got Giants with two uh, top ten picks. You got the Eagles with with multiple first round picks. Um, Jets with two top seven picks. I mean, this, those are the teams that you keep an eye on. If, if they fall in love with one of these guys, and you can trade down, gain assets, make turn quantity into or quality into quantity and really build this thing. Like that's where I'm I think this team can really change things uh rather quickly. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. All righty, we got some so usually at the end of the year we do the the Samsa Awards. I didn't want to get like too cute with it this year. I feel like we had enough to talk about, um, but I did want to give some credit where credit's due to, to some key players and coaches and just uh, moments here in the state of Michigan over the last what, twenty was it twenty twenty one that we just finished? Yeah, yeah. So year twenty twenty one. Oh, all last. I'm already year. mentally in the twenty twenty two. We just signed twenty twenty two. We just um. Anyways, have you signed it yet? Signed what? Twenty twenty two. Have you, like, dated anything yet? I don't think I'd sign anything. Oh, I signed 21, like, three different times today. Oh, work. really? Yeah. And then I'm just, like, cross out, and then I, like, <laughs> write a footnote. Okay, the, the 2021. Ah, dang. And I had to cross out my cross out. It's terrible. <laughs> cross out the cross out. Um, anyways, I, what I wanted to start with is basically uh, the new player of the year. So the reason why I wanted to do this. It's Are a, we doing all these? Yeah, these. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do new player of the year, or, sorry, newcomer of the year, coach of the year, Rookie slash freshman of the year, I feel like that can be different. I, I don't know if we're going to land on the same guy. We'll talk about it as we go. Uh, moment of the year, and then just overall player of the year. I think um, is a good way to, to do it. Key moments, key things that, that are really important to, to the state of Michigan. Um, newcomer of the year. 
I, I threw some names on here. If, if there's some that you guys are missing, also if there's anybody still alive, um, throw your comments in on the newbie of the year. Um, I mean, for me, I, I started with some rookies, and I in my head I go, all right, let's let's talk about the the rookies for the Lions. Sewell St. Brown um, kind of fall in line. I feel like Jared Goff could ca- kind of be part of that conversation as a newcomer of the year for for the state of Michigan. You got Cade Cunningham. Uh, and then this is where it gets interesting and why I wanted to make it a newcomer of the year is you get Kenneth Walker part of the conversation. He's not a freshman, but he can't. he's a newcomer. So 100% up to you guys. If you guys have other names, please bring them up. But, like, do we want to keep this separate from rookies and have our rookie of the year? Or can a rookie be – rookie or freshman be newcomer of the year today? Or do we want to make this like a – I think it's a good breakdown. I like it. Of what? Of how you have it laid out. So you, you think both can be be part of the conversation here? Yeah, yeah okay. why not? Yeah. All right, so are, are there any names that I didn't bring up? Those are just a few um, that I talked about. I also thought about, like, coaches with McDonald, um, Aaron Glenn. They both have good first years. W- newcomer of the year for the state of Michigan, wh- where do your guys' minds go? Uh, the first one that sticks out to me is Kenneth Walker uh, for obvious reasons. And honestly, to give – some Lions fans, some love. I, I think Brad Holmes. I mean, you wouldn't have some of the names on this list without that man right there. No, I think I think that's a good one. It's an so interesting one. That that's kind of where it's where definitely. I went with newcomer of the year. Those were the two names that really attracted me. So yeah. So if it came down to those two, I would lean towards a player, and because I think what what Holmes is going to do is far out of our our vision right now if that's a fair way to look at it. Ryan, were there other names that you think are worth bringing up um, that you would argue for or just like you want to give somewhat credit to? I, I mean, the first three, Sewell, St. Brown, and Kate Cunningham, those are really interesting to think about just being rookies, you know, for the, for the pro sports yeah. teams. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards the successful teams from this year. So I'm thinking more like the McDonald defensive coordinator side where they, he really made a, an immediate difference that led to a championship. And so I think that's that's where I want to go. And I know that's kind of not where. I, are you leaning towards players more? Because no, I think, no. I I, I think the I think, big, I think that anywhere. was the bigger impact. I really do. I think McDonald coming in was part of that youth movement at Michigan. And again, we're talking about a Big Ten, ten championship in twenty five years of or twenty plus years yeah. of of irrelevance. Really, yeah, right? So yeah. uh, I just think it was that important. It was that impactful, and he did it against Ohio State. So I'm I'm gonna go with McDonald. Yeah. So the the one that really stood out to me. And I think it, it's it's not just about being successful this year. It's about turning a franchise around. AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch. Yeah, I I love that one. I man, that I, one I that is you, so actually. interesting to me because it's like I agree. McDonald had a had a huge part of what what Michigan went through in, in the 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 change, but long term, I don't know. And did he bring a bigger change? than A.J. Hinch did. Like, A.J. Hinch single-handedly changed the mentality of the organization just by coming in and be like, look, we're going to win this mother effing thing sometime with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. People want to play we, for him. Either we are going to – you're gonna, yeah, people want to play for me, but I also know how to work the young guys in. I've done this before. The worst GM in baseball, get out of my way. I'm running the ship here. And that's the way I look at it, and that might be fair. With and I'm saying Al Avila push him to the oh, side sure feels and like be it. like, "This is my mother effing team. If you want this team to ever be successful under your name, 
give me the reins, and let's do this thing. And that's where I'm just like, A.J. Hinch changed. And it was early in the year, early in 2021, that this changed. And it feel like, feel like I know it's stupid, but he the the how bad the Tigers were and were expected to be, and it changed just because we have a good manager and a good vision. That cha- that that was a big part of Michigan football and Michigan State football being successful. He changed the landscape. We were this was the worst state in sports history last year. All you'd look at all the teams; they were absolutely terrible. Lions, Pistons, Red Wings, Michigan, Michigan State, awful, 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 awful. Tigers were awful. AJ Hinch comes in, he goes, "Give me spring, I'll take it from here." And then it's like, "Oh, Pistons, we'll just win the, you know, we'll we'll win the lottery." All right, we'll follow suit. We'll get some of the little Start excitement. Hinch, we'll play right? good. And then it's like, all right, well, Michigan football's like, well, I can't give the little Tigers all this credit. And so they're going to have a good turnaround. You know what I mean? So I'm going to lean towards A.J. Hinch. So we got three different the names Hinch here. Movement. And the problem Hinch, is I is it. I could also think Kenneth Walker deserves it just as much as, as like A.J. Hinch because yeah, of what like welcome, he did. Yeah. And it was – but But it didn't lead to a championship. And what Kenneth Walker did is, yeah, it was fun, and now it's gone. Yeah, in my opinion. Yep. So, no, it's a good one. I I'm like gonna go it. throw really like AJ it. Hinch, but if you guys have an argument, do you guys want you want to keep it going? Uh, it's just the championship thing. Both both uh, I think had really great results and an impact to the team because again, this Michigan defense. Who did they do it against? Ohio State, and it, when it mattered most, and then they went in against Iowa and held them to three points. Nobody does that. Come on, uh, I mean that that's insane. So I think McDonald had a massive impact on. Aiden Hutchinson and the confidence overall with this team. And I, I think both are good options. One led to a championship. The other one led to a turnaround. I'm going championship this time. All right, so we're go- we're basically between Kenneth Walker, McDonald, and A.J. Hinch. Is that fair? Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. As much as I love that you went with oh, Holmes, I- and I love that because I agree, but I just don't think we can see it quite yet. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to not say yet. No, we're all pumped. Um, but, but yeah. One, yeah we I do get- love what he's done, but he also had some bad so what, free what signings too. I'm. I would be willing to give it to all any of those three personally, and I think that's that's where this could get long. You know what, <laughs> Mike? If you want to change, okay. yeah, we what can do, do Hinch too. Yeah, I'll, Hinch. I'll jump on board with Hinch. You know, you did mention that Alavila was, or maybe maybe is the worst GM. We did give him an award last year, though, at <laughs> this time of the year. Did we? Because did we give him GM of the year? Be- that was I dumb. think so because he, he hired brought Hinch. in AJ <laughs> Hinch. Oh, so, right. I think I so, think you're right. <laughs> we cheated the rules. It was after the year, right? But so we, you know what? We knew already. Get, give me some Tigers love here. I'm gonna go with AJ Hinch. I'm gonna go it. with AJ Hinch. All right, I'm in. AJ Hinch. Or come up here. I can't do multiple things at once here. All right, so no, we. I did want to go down to. Um, coach of the year. I mean, do we really need to um, keep this thing going? Um, but anyways, I'm going to name all the coaches. Blaschel, Howard, Izzo, um, Dwayne Casey, Campbell, Harbaugh, Tucker, McDonald, Gaddis, Aaron Glenn, A.J. Hinch. Um, it, it's hard to say that. I mean, so let, let's look at championships, right? So we'll, obviously we're going to cross Blaschel out. We're going to cross Dwayne Casey out. Campbell, Campbell, Campbell too out. early. I like what we're seeing. Yeah, sure. Don't get me wrong. I like it. Too early to tell. Go prove it next year. Um, if we're going coach of the year, would you go with a a coordinator or the head coach? 
So if we're going oh, Harbaugh go against McDonald and Gaddis, I agree with that. Only head coach. Um, we're going to cross out Aaron Glenn. Again, love what he's doing. So here we are. We got Howard and Izzo. I think Howard had a better year, personally. So let's cross out Izzo, right? Is this If this is a fair way to do it? Oh, yeah. You guys like this? Um, so let's go Michigan versus Michigan State, Harbaugh versus Tucker. Are you going to go with head-to-head? Are you going to go with Harbaugh? <laughs> no, you're not going head-to-head. You're going to the Big Ten champion, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with no that doubt. completely. No doubt. All right. So let's stick with Michigan coaches. You got Howard against Harbaugh. As much as what Harbaugh did, or sorry, Howard did in winning the the regular season Big Ten, it, the run in the tournament was was less than impressive. I think it's fair to say you lost to I think it was an eleven seed with with UCLA. That shouldn't have happened. I think getting to a Final Four that Harbaugh did wins that head to head. Yes, if 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 but, Jawan went on a run without livers, that's the problem. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Like, I don't think Livers was the LeBron of Michigan, but he was a very, very important piece to this team, and they lost him, was it just before March Madness? Yeah, or, yeah. Or was I think it, it was, a, it was a ways before it that? It was a little before. Uh, okay. It might have been in the Big Ten tournament, or it might have been leading into the Big Ten. I don't okay. remember exactly so, what So it was less impressive, but without Livers, it was actually quite impressive how far they made it, in my opinion. Okay. I didn't expect them to go to the championship game without livers. I expected a a Final Four. I did. I really okay. expected a Final Four for, for Michigan. They were a one seed, if I remember correctly. Um, that tells you right there you should be in the Final Four. Yeah, no, livers it's got hard. Injured. It's hard. Yeah, we, we that's exactly what Mike was bringing up. Yeah. So if, Howard versus Harbaugh, who would you go with? Man, I, I'm gonna go with Harbaugh. I would too. I, th- I really same. would. I think and I don't mean that as against Howard. And I love the recruiting aspect to it. But the early start or the ending of 2021 has been pretty ugly for me. Yeah, I agree. We the, haven't talked college basketball a lot. Really disappointing. But the start been, of of yeah this season for them. So, but, but also just the changes that Harbaugh made with going through the assistant coaches again. He cleaned house. He took a huge risk. He he <sighs> cut. You know, like his salary was cut, like that all man, that stuff. That man took a long look in the mirror. Yes, and he made some honest changes, and he made some in, some personal changes too. Yeah. you know, a whole change of culture yeah. in one year hard to do with the same coach. Yep. So then, when it comes on to coach of the year, we got Harbaugh against AJ Hinch, who just won newcomer of the year. Where you guys? Where you guys thinking with that? With that head to head? Look uh, for for me. I'm going Harbaugh. I am too, and and this is sorry. I, I no, just you're jumped, good. But this, good. it's harder in, in football. It's harder to do what Harbaugh did, and he was actually successful. AJ Hinch wasn't necessarily successful. It was just surprising. Like that wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was my argument the first time. Yeah, yeah, it was it, championship. Yeah, when it mattered most, they did it. Yeah, for the Big Ten, and yep. I get. And not that I expected AJ Hinch to win a championship this year. Not that I expected. Michigan to Michigan football to win a Big Ten, but it's like what but, Harbaugh did. But there's your point. Is impressive. You you just proved your point. You didn't expect Jim yeah, that, to do that's a good point. Quite anything. Was that my point close. or your point? They went two and four. Was that my point or your point? <laughs> no, you just pointed out I your pointed, own point. You pointed out my good point. <laughs> I think I and won I that missed point. my good point until you pointed out my good point. <laughs> I think I'm winning with no. points. So so AJ Hinch rightfully so wins newcomer of the year. Um, 
culture change. We believe in it totally. But Harbaugh is the winner here, Coach of the Year Championship. Good job, Harbaugh. Coach. I'm you're, really proud of that guy. You're a weirdo, but and you're our he's weirdo. He's our weird. Yeah. I love that. Big weirdo. <laughs> um, next, we got rookie slash freshman. Fre- freshman. This is, I, I think, is the, the most difficult uh, one to grade. Yeah, right? I mean, so, all right, I want to break it down. We'll start with Sewell St. Brown. Uh, you got Cade Cunningham. You got Mo Sider, Lucas Raymond, Donovan Edwards, J.J. McCarthy. I think it's fair to cross off the list. Still want to put him on there. Akil Badu. We didn't bring him uh, yeah, uh, good for up him. to the newcomer of the year. Very good rookie year. That was really a fun a fun spark um, that the Tigers had. Eric Haas. I had Scooble, Mize, and Manning. They kind of all fit in that. Um, so l- let's start there. Let's start with the Tigers. Let's start with Tigers. Because and find the, the Tigers uh, rookie of the year, and then we can go from there. I think Mize has to be just because of the consistency that he had in his ERA and the threes, yep. and you know, like it, that's an obvious choice. Um, we'll get to it a little bit later, but yeah, Kilbadu, Eric Haas, good. For, we're we're glad to have you. Welcome aboard. Yeah, but Mize, I mean, that's like a a building block. Yeah, Mize was a no brainer. He, I think, in a lot of ways, not not putting throwing you on, but he proved you wrong in a lot of ways because you had your questions leading no. into this year with Mize. <laughs> yeah, you I, did. No, I <laughs> predicted Mize to oh. a T. Getting called out. Oh, I can't wait to go back and but listen you to have, these. you have said that he's surprised you in, in, in this what year. regard? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just tricked you. You're going to actually go listen to the podcast. Yeah, your first listen. <laughs> just gained another listener, guys. Let's go. When's the last time you listened? I'm going to call you back out. <laughs> I don't time, listen right? anymore. Um, Since the Samsa's 2020. <laughs> I used to listen just to get our numbers up. I don't have to do that anymore, so it's kind of nice. Nice. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I would agree. That it, it is Mize, um, so that yeah, I think that that's, that's no where his to go. his his control, his fastball command surprised me. It came earlier than I was expecting. The success that I predicted was a year earlier than I than I thought it would come. Right. So proud of that. It, yeah, he, he so it he surprised you a little bit. Um, let's go over to the Lions. Sewell versus St. Brown. As fun as St. Brown has been, Sewell is one of the best tackles in football. Not just. Oh, he's a nice surprise type guy. Sewell's a building block. Sewell is unbelievable. And Sewell's a left tackle. Sewell is a right tackle. The rookie of the year for the Lions, even though he's not putting up the ex- crazy numbers that people like. You know what I mean? Like because it's not fun. It's not fun to look well, at an offensive line because there aren't numbers. That's exactly. The point. Like, exactly. How do you that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So I think between the two, yeah, Sewell Sewell would, would win yeah, that. Like that Let's get into some real rookies here. We got Cade Cunningham, and, and <laughs> we were talking real rookies. But all right, Cade Cunningham, Mo Sider, Lucas Raymond. This is tough between those three. All right, I feel like it's early for all of them. It's we still got a lot to to go here for both both teams in the season. Um, I think what Cade Cunningham is doing is very underrated. He's the leader of this franchise already, and that's awesome to see. Um, when you're putting up points. And doing what you're doing, like Lucas Raymond in the NHL, that's impressive. He's had slow moments as well, and the rookie bug might catch up to him. And then you got Cider, who's just steady at what he does day in and day out. When it comes to those three, I'm going to lean towards Cider. It's not the numbers. It's not the the flashiness. It's not the the big name. It's truly, I think, the best rookie in the NHL this year. 
when all said and done, I think he is the best. And if he's the best in the NHL, I think he's the best in the state of Michigan. That's where I'm going to go. I would be willing to hear other arguments personally, but uh, no offense to Cade Cunningham. I cut him out first, okay, um, and I went down to Cider and Raymond, and I just landed on Raymond uh, for his body of work. Yeah, it's flashy, like you said. Uh, it's not as steady as Mo, but we do have a I don't know two and a half months left to go. Real quick, I'm going to cross off Donovan Edwards, JJ McCarthy. You guys yeah. good with that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. fine. I would have put Donovan Edwards ahead of J.J. McCarthy, um, personally, but neither one of them are going to win this award. Sorry, guys. Right. So, Please yeah, keep my, listening, my pick is Lucas. Yeah, so. I'm okay with not going Cade here because of a couple of things. I think how, where he stands in the franchise would earn him this award, but he, he hasn't played very many games. He was out injured for the first three games of the season. Yeah, yep. and then he was on COVID protocols recently. Like we all see, we all know what, what we like about him. I think he'll win rookie of the year. I think he's really, really impressive in the NBA right now. He's their fourth quarter decision maker. That says a lot about a, a, a 20, 19, 20 year old kid, right? In the yeah. NBA, we all see the way it's going to work out and it's positive for the Pistons. Um, I, I'm going to rely on both of you guys. I would personally go cider in this yeah. just because in Raymond's the 19-year-old, and I think that's fun because it's yeah. teenager versus in your 20s. Yeah. Um, but I think cider has been well, what you said. He's been the rock. He's been the guy that now they can start building around and, and draft around and everything else. They can yeah. plan around him. Yep. You can forget about that position where a Lucas Raymond is you need to get Let's another add. one. Let's you get add. another. another. Yeah. Um, before we kind of settle the cider-Raymond debate – I want to go back and just say, for me, it's Casey Mize over both of them at this point. I think he's getting very close to being what we want him to be. I mean, he's seven innings shut out or shut down. Obviously, he didn't get the long things because they were on the count. They were protecting him. Yeah, He's ready to take that step. He's ready to be not only our ace, but a very, 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 very good pitcher in this league. And with the top pitchers aging out, these this is the next era. And for me, I think Mize deserves Rookie of the Year in the state of Michigan. Would you say Cider would be ahead of him, or would you say Raymond would be ahead of him, or should we settle on this Mize thing? Like, Oh, I'd settle on Mize all day. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Plus, yeah. he did it over the course of a full season, and we don't even know what those other guys yeah. have. Yeah. Yep. yep, and I think that that's uh, a benefit to, to Mize in this Congrats argument. Mize. So, uh, Casey Mize, come get your award. I would say a close second. See you. That's uh, – yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't even talk about that. No, it's okay. It's okay. Not maybe not close second. I just think I think uh, I, I, under, I think, underrated I think there. We know more as yeah. well. Yep. Um, I, that's a good point. I think it should go Mize, Sewell, and then Cider Raymond argument can can go either way. I did want to do moment of the year, and I I put a few down here. If you guys have one that I'm missing, um, please please uh jump in here. So the first one that came to my mind was was winning the NBA lottery. That was huge. That was like a celebration because oh, it wasn't yeah. necessarily oh, yeah. we go get Cade Cunningham. It was like we finally won a lottery. It felt like a big deal in the state of Michigan. We get screwed in, in Detroit constantly. Um, it seems like with the lottery system that the M- NBA and uh, uh, NHL use, that one stood out to me. Uh, Michigan's Big Ten Basketball Championship was another um, – I think for state fans, beating Michigan, two 7-0 matchups, that was a big one. Any stand out to you guys, Ryan? 
I mean, I'm I'm biased on on this a little bit, but Miggy's 500th was just fun. It took him a while to get to 500 once he was at 499 there. Yeah, but. I, good for him. I'm just so proud of him, and like uh, it's been such a long time coming for him. And that's a that really is a milestone number. It's something that people have missed out on in the past because of injuries. And man, he's battled year after year with these these injuries later in his career, and he got to that Hall of Fame milestone number. And I think it was important, and it it, it was fun. Um, the other one would be the Lions' first win of the season. I mean, that was like a Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a big deal, right? No, it was just In funny because the, the way they celebrated, I loved I, it. I, though. And I think the way, I think the tie prior was was made yeah. it less fun. It was also to win. a last. It was a walk off. I mean, my goodness, that was pretty walk offs cool, in the NFL are rare. So, yeah. so celebrate. That was pretty cool. That that was a good one. Uh, Michael, what what stands out to you? Uh, I also had Miggy's 500th home run. I, I felt really? like. The state was just rooting for the Tigers at that point. Not that they ever stopped, but especially rooting for Miggy. They, I think everyone wanted to see that that home run ball. Um, and I, me being, be bi- me being biased again, Michigan beating OSU. I that one th- was that was ju- that wasn't just for Michigan fans. That was for so many other people that hate Ohio State. Also, it, all right, so let's talk about Michigan Michigan football. I think winning the Big Ten, the Big Ten championship, is also could fit in that. Oh yeah, but we all knew what at that point, was better. Was... The OSU win. Oh yeah, was it, better. It felt better. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Iowa confirmed our feelings. <laughs> they started <laughs> with OSU. <laughs> <laughs> um, Akil Badu's home run, first pitch of his career. That was, awesome. sick. That was a really cool moment. I don't think it measures up. Um, great memory, but though. It's great memory, and and I, I will lean towards the the Miggy's 500th home run as being a great memory. But when you have other moments here um, that I think stand out a little bit more, that are just true explosive moments, like that was just like, all right, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? That was just an ex- like we have explosive moments that mean more to me. Uh, a, another one that I think we need to talk about is the Stafford trade, and. That is a huge moment in Detroit sports. They just gave up the the biggest lightning rod in the state of Michigan. Like they moved on the the new regime that the kind of the whole thing of the Lions' directional change. I think is also a moment. I don't know where I would turn it to. I think What's it needs to trade? be brought up. I don't think I need like it needs to be brought up, but I don't think it should win either of them. The new regime or the Stafford trade. The Stafford trade might mean a little bit. Might deserve it. I, th- I think so. And plus, it was a statement of the new regime. That was their statement. So that that yeah. meant more. Yeah, that's true. Agreed. All right. So this is what I have out of the basically the four here is I have winning the NBA lottery, Michigan beating OSU, Stafford trade, Miggy's five hundredth home run. So let's start with winning the lottery against the Stafford trade. Kind of the same type of ish celebration. The same type of moment. Uh, franchise changing potentially, whether yeah. it's positive or negative. I think I think both of these. It's like we don't know the impact yet. Yeah. So this is that that had a lot of hope in the immediate, and it was fun, and it, and it energized the city and everything. But we don't we don't know exactly what it means. So I, in my opinion, we know what the 500th meant to Miggy in in the city, and we know what the championship meant to. Michigan. So you think it? You think it deserves to go between Michigan beating OSU and Miggy's five hundred? I do. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the choice is easy in the end. 
for me, it's super easy. Same. It's the the beating OSU. Absolutely. That is. It's Michigan. I mean, Micah was running around my neighborhood (laughs) in a little bit less than bathing suit. Like he's never been in my house wearing less than that. Um, I'm not sure he's ever welcome here (laughs) again. Again for that type of victory. I agree. Uh, I agree. And I think the the combination of, of. it's just a when is the Miggy home run going to happen? It's going to happen, yep. but when? But that the way they did it, it was, it was the moment of the year. As proud as we are of the Tigers, again, it, it, they they did not win anything. Yeah, they we loved, they might not even won that game. I don't know if they we won that game. Loved the progress. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure either. Actually, I think they did. Right? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Show so much it matters. But they didn't right? win. They didn't. They didn't <laughs> conquer. They didn't do it. Michigan, this was this was a milestone. <laughs> We're gonna remember this. I actually this is think going I to told the, the, the Miggy five hundred story on on the podcast, didn't I? Mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, you so missed it. mad because you're a good dad. I'm a good dad <laughs> and, and neighbor to your kids too, because yeah. they were part of that whole thing too. <laughs> I watched. Get, it. All right, you guys are waiting for me to get in the pool. You guys are oh, waiting man. for me to get in the pool. All right, I'll go get in the I pool. Think I was at work. They're not gonna hit another home run. Yeah, <laughs> he's I not wa- gonna. This I isn't every this isn't the bet that it's gonna happen. So I'll just. Go walk over there and then pull it up my phone. Sure enough, home run. Sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good that moment was. I don't even remember the moment. I, I remember being mad at a bunch of eight to four year olds. Wouldn't you guys made me miss this? It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if Ari had like randomly seen it. Like he like ran over there, watched it, and then came well, back. It was, it was probably still on my my TV in the garage. Yeah, exactly. He was probably just like and didn't react. <laughs> right. Just gets back in the pool like nothing That's happened. That's the way he is. He's just like, hey, Dad, it's, I got like three hundred and eighty-seven yards against the Chiefs today passing and I'm like is that a true number and he goes and I go over there and like check and it's like 387 <laughs> that's awesome uh-huh. so he's just spot on Michigan Congrats. come get your Samza award Huge I know that moment of the year the, the Samza award means more to you guys than actually winning that game yeah who who just uh, took it did Harbaugh come and get it did Hutch come and get it Who who's the guy who just received that award which award oh the the, to, to come up and get it yeah Oh, Harbaugh, because he's staying. There you go. Harbaugh, yeah. All right. Hutch, see ya. Maybe, <laughs> see maybe, ya. maybe right. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we might care about your future. Yeah, <laughs> we might. We're not sure yet. We're not sure. Um, last, I did want to go with player of the year. We've talked about a lot of players. I think it's probably already been mentioned. Um, I think Hutchinson deserves uh, mention of, of player of the year. Kenneth Walker. Um, I think Jared Goff deserves a little more credit. He hasn't won much, so False. we'll go with that. Sewell, Larkin, Bertuzzi, Cade. Goff is the worst addition to this. How did you do this? He doesn't deserve player just, of the year. I don't know, man. I like Goff. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I do like Goff. Really? I'm How starting like, to like Goff. How about Stafford? We should add Stafford to this. He was a he was a line for a little while, and he's he, having he a won great more, year. He won more games than, <laughs> than Goff. <laughs> That was a line. I don't know if that's true or not. Probably not. But, anyways, um, player of the year. I, I don't know. I, I I I think I think you're missing somebody. Haskins needs to be on here after breaking uh, the record for rushing touchdowns in a historic program that that focuses on rushing. Like that's pretty cool. Um, what he did against Ohio State too. I mean, yeah. I, I think he earns a spot on this. Does Caden McNamara deserve? To be on there? No. No. <laughs> no, I'm proud of I him, too. you know where we stand on the game. I'm, no, I'm proud of him, too. But, no, the, the, there were standouts, man. There were re- other reasons why they got where they needed to go. All right. So, 
so you brought up Haskins. You said other other names. Are there other names that I'm missing? Casey Mize. Yeah, absolutely. Casey Mize deserves to be on here. Um, anybody else? Um, I'm surprised you don't have Peyton Thorne, Jaden Reed on there. I think it's I think it's obvious that Hutch and and I guess Walker and, that, and that's where where him. I was at with Whoa. with when I'm, and I, right. I probably did this internally a little too much, but like. If I'm going to pick a Michigan player, I'm going to pick Hutchinson. If I'm going to pick a Michigan State player, it's going to be Walker. And to be completely honest with you, I think that's what it comes down to is between those two players for for this award in the state of Michigan. Yeah. that's. What about basketball? What about college basketball? I mean, None of the players really stood out to me enough to to make it, um, and they didn't win, you know. Um, Isaiah Livers had a great career or yeah, great Livers, year. It's too bad. Like if they would have done something special with him on the court, that could then have been it would have been. Yeah, because um, you're seeing the lack of leadership on their team right now, and and they that he's a huge loss. Yeah, and I think, um, oh my gosh, Dickinson had an unbelievable year last yeah, year. Yep. Um, but what we're seeing now is is like Oof. okay, he still plays well, but they don't they just don't have an identity. They ha- yeah, they're, they're missing something. So like that's where it's. Yeah, it, it's hard. It, it knocks him down a peg for sure. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't think there was a standout on either basketball team that was like, they're the reason why we're here. Nope. Agreed. No. It Agreed. was more of a team effort. And you're not going to say Jeremy Grant, right? I mean. Oh, uh, no. no, I'm not. I'm still mad he's still in the state of Michigan. <laughs> if he even is. He <laughs> might be traded before he ever plays again and, yeah. and for a piston. Not, not against it. Um. Anyways, I, for me, it goes. it comes down to Hutchison Walker. That's what I have written down. I, I think I think Hutch to me had such uh, he made he made he was a game wrecker every single game of the year before Georgia I mean really every game he was a game wrecker and nobody could do anything about it yeah the numbers speak for themselves runner up to the Heisman he's I don't like that argument personally because I think that's a popularity vote just as much of a player of the year vote um I mean Kenneth Walker won Offensive player of the year, right? For what? The AP or the Big yeah, Ten? Yeah, I think or? he won AP player of the year, didn't he? And he was the first one to not to win that award and not be at a Heisman ceremony. Offensive player? The, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. So, th- Well, this is the argument that I'm using. This is my opinion. No, so that's, what, that's fine. I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's just I put him down as 1A, 1B, and that's what I said, and it was not close in my opinion. And I just think that the dominance that Aiden Hutchinson had – Wait, you're saying one A and one B, but but they're not close. That sounds close. Yeah, it sounds close, but it's not close. So you would go Hutchinson? Yeah, I would lean All towards day. Walker personally, just because the numbers. Not me. They lost to Purdue. You would go Hutch, Hutch. Yeah. And he disappeared against Ohio State. Was he hurt? I still don't even know. the Allegedly, story. Allegedly, he was hurt. Yeah, but I don't know the story. Like, I, I, I don't. Well, know. if he was hurt, why don't they just say he's hurt? It's it's the big deal. They did yeah. after the fact, but it's also to protect mm. him. I think. Look, I, I'm okay with going Hutchinson. Don't get me wrong. I just what what Kenneth Walker did. I mean, I feel bad that he wasn't a part of the Heisman ceremony, and that's why I'm trying to kind of throw the guy a bone so he can go into the draft being feeling a little better about himself with the yeah. Samza award. You know, Heisman's very a very very specific Fair. award. Yeah, Heisman is Samza's very specific a to more Heisman moments, and and Hutchinson gave those moments in the big time, the the biggest of the yeah. big games. And and I that's where I think it just Walker did did he have an amazing year? One hundred percent. That's yeah, why he's no in the his top numbers two. his numbers were comparable to previous 
Heisman Trophy winners. Sure, yeah, absolutely. As running backs. Yep. And that's where it's like. Yep. If they would have been in the playoff, if they would have beat yeah, Georgia, if they would have done all that stuff, then, yeah, he'd be up there. He, he'd won. He would have won. I, th- I think that's where it comes down to. And, and, you know, second place in this Samza Award is a big, big deal. Big deal. All right. <laughs> Congratulations, Aiden Hutchinson. Hey, play of the year. Anyways, I still, I still think Haskins might have been second, but whatever. You'd put Haskins over. Oh man, now that they would ruffle some feathers. They leaned on him, you guys. Come on, that would ruffle a lot of feathers. That's all I'm saying. You're not gonna get complaining out of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about Dax? He's from the Red Wings to Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. This is the, the the so there was a clip of, of the the player running over Daxon Hill, um, that's kind of making its round. But other, Daxon Hill was the only one in that game that looked like he belonged on the field, in the way that he was playing. That guy looked just as athletic as anybody else on the field, in my opinion. Look, I don't. Get me, I'm not saying Hutchinson isn't. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying there's not any offensive players on Michigan that isn't, but I'm just saying, like, defensively, he stood out in a positive way, I thought, in a poorly defended football game. I thought yeah, that was I think good. Vincent Gray definitely stood out to me um, every time he stopped running. Like, yeah. It, it was a big play. <laughs> that stood out a lot. Uh-huh. It stood out. Again, just, it just, just p- kind of stood there. It just reminded me so <laughs> much of a Madden glitch. That's yeah. what it did. I know. Or, like, you know when you used to play and you would change players? To that player, and you're not pushing run, and then he'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh, stop! Yeah. Oh no, I'm running again." <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, or like or you're like, like running up, and then you change players, and now you like he's running down, yeah. but then you start like, going. I didn't up. want to change that player. Yeah, then he's running the opposite. Yeah, yeah. No, I. The best way I can think about it in my own mind is I've had like glitches before. It sounds weird, but like I've I've rounded third base heading home, and the coaches wave me home, and for no reason at all, I've just like. Pause, turned around, looked at the ball, <laughs> and then kept going and like stumbled my way into it to score. And there was no reason for it at all. But I just randomly did it. And there in in my head, shouldn't have happened, but I glitched. And and that's the best thing I can like compare it to is he was in perfect position. He turned, there was no reason for him to stop, but he didn't know because the there ball was, was there. Because there was no reason for that ball to be thrown exactly. because he was covering him so he well. Would've, he, was like, he would have been in a way better and position. There was to a pick Georgia it. cheerleader with a whistle that he thought he heard. Or <laughs> he was just the cheerleader. Or he's just yeah, like, maybe wow, he whistled, maybe he whistled at the cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> and the cheerleader was like, What? Yeah. Someone cat Am I supposed me? to do my dance now? He's never seen a Georgia cheerleader what? before. It's <laughs> right? distracting. It's a different world. Than Michigan cheerleaders. You don't get those SEC I'm cheerleaders in the Big Ten. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Good save. <laughs> Let's talk some oh, okay. Minecraft 2.0. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Betting Hero. We got our picks. BettingHero.com. Promo code at my bets. We got to keep this thing moving. So um, Man, go we to the go, website. We do long type podcasts. It yeah, days. this is a long one. Anyways, last week, Micah, 4 and 5. Kyle, 4 and 5. I went four and five. Ryan, five and four. There you go. Micah leading the way, 70 and 59. Kyle, number two, 69 and 60. Ryan, you're one game back, 68 61. And I'm only two back from you, 66 and 63. We're so close to the playoffs. That's when it gets fun. This is kind of just like a throwaway week for the NFL games. We do have something to talk about that mean at least a little bit, right? We're going to start with the Steelers at the Ravens. Steelers still available or still in playoff contention. I got Ravens minus four. 
That was when I looked it up yesterday. It might have changed. Anyways, that's what we're going with. Michael, what are you doing? I'm going to go Ravens. I hate, I hate taking them, but I just don't trust the Steelers. Big Ben, he played his last home game already. He's going to lose. Ryan, or do you want me to go Kyle? Yeah, what did Kyle do? Kyle took the Ravens as well. Man, this is like a sucker pick. To, to pick up that game, everything wants to take the Steelers, but the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think their quarterback play with Huntley has it's actually really so good. Actually solid. Good. Yeah. And I think that just tells you that Lamar Jackson might not be as good as everybody says they are. Or says he is. Come on, I think we, let's give credit to Huntley. He's been he's been poised. He's been good. Um, their offense hasn't changed a whole lot with him under center. I think he works. I think he works. I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. I don't think the Steelers are any good. They tied the Lions. Ooh. That's well, I guess I mean the Lions should have beat the Ravens. Should have beat the Ravens. So that, that's fair. Um, Lions next, are a playoff team waiting to happen next year. I agree. Especially when <laughs> when uh, <laughs> especially when uh, Aaron Rodgers leaves and I retires. Know. It's going to be a fun year for the Lions. Lions are going, honestly, as soon as the season's over, I'm going to put a bet on the Lions winning the division. And I'm going to win. Yeah. They're going to be like plus 1000 I'm going to be like, big money. Easy money. Big money. Big money. Put 100 bucks on that. What would that be? 1000 bucks? 10 grand. 10 grand? That's how you do it. That's good math. Um, next, we got the Saints <laughs> at the Falcons. Saints are still in the hunt. Falcons plus four and a half. Michael, what are you doing? Give me the Saints. Kyle's taking the Falcons. Ryan. Uh, I'll go Falcons here. Really? Yeah. Can I change That's what you wanted? (laughs) I wanted you to take the Saints so I can go Falcons. No. Saints Um, can't score right now. I'm going to stick with the Falcons. Perfect. For now. We're all catching Micah. Worked out for me last week. Next, we got the Chargers at the Raiders. Baylor. Raiders are plus three. Harbaugh's future team. Oh, okay. Yeah, the nice. Raiders. Harbaugh's future team. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. You got the Raiders plus three at home. Micah, what are you doing? Mm, give me Herbert. Uh, Kyle is taking Herbert and the Chargers as well. Ryan. Man, I like this. I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, they, they're a weird team. They're hard to predict. They win games they should lose. But they all know it, so I think they they have this like weird confidence in inside that clubhouse. Yeah, and if you can get a home home dog for three points, yeah, it seems like yep. it seems like a good good pick. I'm taking the Raiders as well. I really like Derek Carr. Like maybe not as a quarterback, he's a good but guy. As a human, he's a good person. He's a good dude. Agreed. And I Agreed. really like him as a leader. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Seems like a game they they'll win and they'll end up losing by 40. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, you got 49ers at the Rams. I think the 49ers need this win. They might have already clinched. I, I guess I don't know the, the ins and outs. But Rams are minus five. Micah, where are you going? I'm going with the 49ers here. Because I think they're they're either playing for a spot or they're playing for a better seed. Like you said, I don't know. I don't know. So they're going to be playing their guts out to make sure they – Take care of uh, postseason hopes. Ryan? I kind of feel like they're in the postseason already, 49ers. But um, Rams, I, I was really down on the Rams the last couple weeks just because of their inconsistent play. But I think it was proven. They they, they keep winning, but they keep, they keep winning. I, I'm going to go with Rams. I'm going to go with Rams, too, mainly because 
think that defense, if Trey Lance plays or injured Garoppolo plays, like either way, I think this, that defense is going to make him pay. Now, the Rams don't have a ton to play for, um, but I think home field throughout outside of Green Bay is what they're going for. And they want to win this game because that's pretty important. Winning this division, I think, is still on the table. They stack, up, the they stack up pretty well against 49ers, run-heavy offense. All right. Next, we got Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit, a two-and-a-half-point underdog. It actually opened as a favorite. Wow. What? Um, yeah, because nobody was playing, like, allegedly, like, Rodgers and the team was going to play. But it sounds like Rodgers wants to play, and it sounds like they might play the first half. I don't know what's going on there. He wants to yell at But the also, crowd. Taylor Decker. I own you. Taylor Decker and Sewell were put on the COVID list Ooh. since then. So, Lions are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. I have no idea where I'm going to go with this. It's all based on what you guys are doing. Um, Michael, what are you going to do here? Uh, I hate I hate the fact that uh, Coach LaFleur said that he's going to play all his starters, and I don't know for how long, and that just drives me nuts. It's gonna be like so you don't want anybody drive. to play? Even though you're going to the game, you don't want the starters to play? Well, I mean, yeah, selfishly, I want them to play. But if one of them gets hurt, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. I mean, that's if it were, if, if we were in that scenario, I would look at it as: Do I want my team to have two full weeks off, or it would really be three full weeks? Yeah, yeah it's right? three. It's three versus two. So I, I look at it as like: Is it really that big of a difference? Like, I think when it comes to health, you just keep like it. Uh, it doesn't. I, I think you keep playing personally in this opportunity. If you're gonna have a bye week next week. Use that bye week and play your team. That, that's the way I look at it. But I think either way, at least they, until the game's out of hand. Either way they do it, the, the Packers are either going to want to use Love or Rodgers to win the game, right? I mean, because this is also next year's tryout for Love. Let's not forget that. Yeah, that's a good point. They're gonna, they're gonna, True. they're gonna play to win the game. They will. They're gonna try to win this game. Yeah, or, they, they want to win. Gonna so do? I'm, I'm gonna take Green Bay. Ryan, Green Bay. Uh. Kyle's taking Green Bay as well. Do I'm going to take Green Bay as well. Oh. But it's total Lions thing to do to win this game, though. It's, yep. Or at least keep or it lose close. by one. Yeah, or at least on a last second exactly. field goal by Crosby. Yeah, that bounces off the left upright <laughs> and then bounces over to the right and then instead of bouncing out or in, it's going to bounce down yeah. and then hit three times yep. and then fall in. Yeah, for the first ever 70 yard field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Crosby doesn't have that leg anymore. <laughs> New. <No. laughs> yeah, he doesn't arms. have the distance. But uh, we're gonna jump over to some college. We got two college picks. We're gonna start with our, the only college football game left on the docket. We got Georgia. And even our picks are wrong. Against Alabama. Yeah, right. Against <laughs> Alabama. Alabama three-point underdog. Yeah, that's dumb. So you're taking Alabama? I don't know. Um, Mike, what are you doing? Georgia looked good. Saban's going to get him again. I'm going to go with Bama. Kyle's taking Georgia. Ryan? Yeah, that's the sucker pick. I mean, Alabama, dogs, come on. I'm taking Bama. Plus, I, I go there more often now, so I kind of like Alabama <laughs> as a state, not as a team. I'm about to kick you right off this podcast. you be like, yeah, do it. Please. Georgia was a nice drive, too. <laughs> Savannah? Nice place. Savannah. That was a murder in Savannah. More like a molasses. I'm going molasses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was awful. That sounded like Sid from Ace Age. Yeah, it was. Um, anyways, I'm going to go Georgia. Uh, it's hard to beat the same team twice in a year. 
even if you're Nick Saban. So why not just? I don't know. This is this could be the changing of the guard. Yeah, in the I SEC. think it's more like a saying than real life. Like people do beat teams two times in one year. It is hard though. <laughs> is it in college football? <laughs> it's hard. She said. Okay. Because you never really have to unless you're yeah Alabama right. or Georgia right or just happen. in the SEC in general. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Georgia. Next we have what? I thought the season was over. Why are we doing a Sparty party? Haze and blue pick of the week. What? Sparty party is a New England IPA with mandarina, Bavaria, and Amarillo hop, seven percent alcohol by volume from Big Lake Brewing. Sparty party, drink it up. Haze and blue is a crushable New England IPA featuring citra and mosaic hops and brewed with real blueberries, five point five percent alcohol by volume. Big Lake Brewing, great beers. Ryan, nice hat. You got the Big Lake Brewing hat on. Yeah. Looks good on you. Saturday, January 8th, 2.30. You got Michigan, Michigan State basketball game. So the line is not out yet. I set this myself. I went with Michigan plus six and a half at home. I'm not going to reset the music because we got to move through this thing. Give me Michigan State. Yeah. I mean... Michigan's looked bad. Sorry, your line, that's not even going to be close. Yeah, no. taking MSU. What do you think the line will be? 11 and a half. You well, think it'll be more like 11 and a half? I don't know. The fact that they Should lost be. to Rutgers by eight tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go with MSU. I'm going Michigan. Nice. I think you're going to win this game. I think this is the change of changing of this. They're going to bring that this team's going to come together. Yeah. Starting set. They might. They might. It's going to be Michigan State against Michigan football. I'll be like, wait, you counting us out? It's true. We're the better team. Except they're both not undefeated. So. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Real quick, let's get into our beer. Who did you pick? Grades. I took Michigan. Oh, okay. Got it. Who did Kyle go with? Michigan State. Okay. Of course. So that's my chance to that's my get chance. within. It feels really quiet without the music, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, do we do this all the time? Yeah. It's weird. This sounds awful right now. Yeah, I'd hate to listen. Anyways, real quick, what are we drinking tonight, Ryan? Oh, we're drinking. Thanks. I agree with you. Radio Taiso. Radio Taiso. This is a Japanese rice lager from Ascension Brewing Company. Again, 4.5% alcohol. I don't have a lot of information about this. This is like a, a mystery lager beer, except that is, it's a Japanese rice lager, and it's got a unique flavor to it. What do you think about it? This beer makes me want to try another Japanese rice lager. I, I'm with you. I, I think this <laughs> it's is- It's got a really good flavor. Really good flavor. It's very lager. light, very easy to drink. This is the type of beer that I would love to go on like a, a little bit of a light beer binge on and see how, how I would go. I'd love to go beer tasting specifically for- Rice, Japanese rice beers. I don't know if I've never seen a, a Japanese rice I, beer. I don't know. Other I'm than this, not one. sure either. But and it stood out. The can looks awesome. You yeah, got the, I like it. You got the proper the wrapper on there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, it is from Ascension Brewing Company, which is in Novi, Michigan. Cool place. Meadow, yeah. Meadowbrook Road next next to uh, Grand River, right? Like Always right get a uh, Tim Hortons right there on that exit to sip on a coffee on the way to. LCA. There you go. Timmy H. Tim Horton. Timmy H. Get some beaver bits. Beaver bits. Isn't that is, the is that what they are? Yeah, T- like Timmy, Timmy bits? bits? Tim bits? Well, they have Tim bits, but then Bieber came out with his own flavors. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I think they're Bieber bits, or maybe they're like. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's Canadian? Yeah. Oh. Makes sense. Yeah. Got it. All right, Ryan. What kind of grade would you give this? Um, 
I, I'm I'm gonna grade this off of being a logger and my expectations going in. I'm going eight one. This this really impressed me. Ooh. I I would pick this over so many other loggers if I'm gonna have a choice. I'm going back to this. Yeah, light loggers, and I feel like we say that all the time. When we have light loggers, like, this is actually a really good light logger. Yeah, maybe we all like loggers. Maybe we actually <laughs> like them way more than we thought. <laughs> but I'm s- still saying, like, this outranks a lot of the other ones, which I, I got to go yeah, above no, them, I agree. Right? Like, this is right, right in line with um, the locals' light. Lost for- Art. Lost Art. They've got a good logger. Do they? Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I'm, I'm going to go with a 7.9. Um, I don't know why, but it, because it was good. Yeah. But. It's hard to get flavor in that type of beer, but it still had really good flavor. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anyways, that was episode 138, I think. What do we have with time? 2.15. Did we break a record? No. No, we're we're still setting right. But that was episode 138. Thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for watching live and not commenting. It was fun. Thank you guys for listening after the fact. We'll talk to you next week. If not sooner. (laughs) You've been listening to State of My Sports. Peace, guys. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.